Welcome to episode 49 of the VR Gaming Podcast. Uh, just yesterday, I got back from Disney World. I was there from Tuesday to Saturday. Today's Sunday. And I'm still recovering. Have, you've never been to Disney World because you've never been to the U.S. Is there Disney over in Europe, Alex? Uh, they've got one in Paris, I think. So oh, in France, okay. but not in the U.K. All right. Well, I rode some roller coasters there. Here's a picture of me on Tron. This is one of the... Nice. And I, I blacked out the other guy's face because I don't have his permission or anything. So this looks like this is when you first launch. And what's cool about this is it's like you're on a motorcycle. So you're... you're there's a, and there's this thing that goes on your back that, you know, kind of holds you in holds there. Holds in place. Yeah, yeah, so that you won't fly off. Because it does, if you just look at a picture, it looks like, well, how the hell do you stay on this thing? How? But yeah, you're pretty locked in there. And so you're like on this motorbike, and you just, like, what, are you just going a straight line, or has it got bends and stuff as well? You're about to see. This is... Oh, you've got video. Oh, this is, the, this is, this is a different... Uh, here it is. This is when you... See, now you can see the thing that's on your back. Some people are too big to fit in this, and I saw one guy, he had to get sent to the back of the line where they have just regular roller coaster seats. If you're too big. Right. So this is where you first get launched. And oh, this felt, it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. This felt really cool. It looks cool. Yeah. But it's it's a really short ride. You go Then you go back inside. And right. it's a dark ride in here. And uh, this video, you're not going to see much. So, like, the guy that did this video said he had to strap. They made him strap the camera to his chest. Right. But you're you're racing against this other. I guess it's like AI controlled because it, it, there isn't two competing roller coasters. It's just one roller coaster. But you're right. on the blue team, and then there's the orange team, and it's it's. I don't know. I've actually never seen Tron. I've played the arcade game. I played the remember the VR game what was it Memory Lab 2089 or something. I did that. Yeah. But see, the ride's already over. I think. I think it's, it's over short. already. Yeah, it's a short ride. That's the worst thing with roller coasters. They, if they're over so soon, like you queue up for hours and then you get on a ride and it's like forty seconds later you're done, and then it's uh -huh. okay. Well, oh, that's no, another thing. For another hour. With Disney, I, this is my first time going to Disney. There's this thing called Genie Plus where you like pay extra money so that you can reserve spots on rides, but then there's also something uh -huh. called Lightning Lanes. Or you can pay more money yeah. and reserve. But like it could be like as early as 7 a.m. You have to immediately reserve a spot and you might only be able to get something seven or eight hours later. That's how fucking busy this place is. It's, well, that sucks, man. I know. That's, that's and, every, and you got to pay 20 bucks. 20 bucks to reserve something for seven or eight hours later. That's if just you want one ride. That's if you want to skip, like skip the line, like most of the right. line. If you want to just wait in the line, you can do that, but you're going to wait a long time. Yeah, that's yes. the thing about these places. They're just full of fucking people. That's the problem. You know, yeah, if I could go by myself and just get on there on my own, then I'd be fine. Yeah. So here's Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. This was probably cooler. So you watch this like cinematic thing first, and it's in the dark, and then there's this explosion. So you're, and then you're not on a roller coaster with this. You one. are. It's a roller oh, you coaster. are on a roller coaster. And bam, you're flying oh. backward on a roller coaster. And this one felt crazy. It's it's all in the dark, like you're in space. 
and the uh, the cars rotate independently of the track. So like you're rotating all, all right. over the place. It, I've never felt anything like that. Yeah, it looks really like, cool actually. Out loud. We should, we should during... describe it for people who are listening. But it's like, yeah. um, I guess it's surrounded by screens, and you're yeah, kind of going giant... through a roller coaster. Yeah, giant screens everywhere showing, you know, like enemies you'd see from Guardians of the Galaxy's movies. Or this big, like, Gala- I don't know if his name is like Galactus or some shit like that, or Ultron. I don't know. One of these big giant dudes, and he's fighting you, and you're flying through space, and there's stars everywhere, and you're flying by galaxies. And and so the, the cars are rotating as you're going down the track, and there's music b- blasting. Um, Someone that was next to me on the ride said there's six different songs. So we got Conga by Gloria Estevan, and then she said there's oh also like... Yeah, there's also uh, Tears for Fears, like Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And I can't remember oh. what other songs. This looks really cool, though. I, I like the way really that the cool. seats kind of swivel. Yeah. It kind of you can, changes I'm things. I'm surprised up. from this video that you can even tell that they're doing that. Can you? I could see when there was a, there's a section where it's like you rotate around a planet and you can mm-hmm. kind of see where oh, okay. it rotates the seats so you're facing the planet and then you rotate around sideways you're like almost going sideways at that point so yeah it looks really cool right uh, yeah here, this, this is the thing I... at this point you'll i think you're, you'll see how they yeah see how they rotate right there yeah they completely rotated to the left to watch this little ending cinematic what were you gonna say but i can imagine i can imagine that feels really good like if you go in, in speed and then you kind of rotate sideways and stuff yeah it was so cool. i'd imagine that yeah kind of felt like you were dancing in the roller coasters, yeah. it, was, it was interesting. Then the one other thing, this, this was the most impressive kids ride. You know, I rode a lot of kids rides. Well, this right here is just the opening thing where the screen opens up and all the smoke pours out. And it was a really cool effect. Like you're standing there just watching this little cartoon and then bam, the right. screen opens up. And then you walk through the screen to queue onto the ride. This is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. This one is like one of the most technologically impressive things. So... This uses laser projectors that are projecting a lot of these scenes. They look so 3D and you're not wearing 3D glasses or anything. It's just like the way the the projectors work. It makes everything look really 3D. And this, this, you can't tell here in this video, but this Goofy, uh, he's um, riding in the, I don't know, the train in front of you and. And he looks really 3D. His background looks 3D. These Mickey, his Mickey mini faces are 3D. They actually are rounded. Um. They're round structures, and there's I, I assume there's a projector inside of them projecting their faces onto the the rounded structure because it's not it's not animatronics. And then right. all these all these scenes look so great in person, and you don't you, you just wish you had more time to look at everything. And you're you're each in independent cars. You're not that are I don't know. There's computer controlled. You're you're not on a track or anything. Yeah. And yeah, it looks really just, cool. yeah, there's just so much going on. And there's one point where I was like, damn, this feels like virtual reality. Let me see. And there's wind effects. And like, yeah, right in here, in this tornado thing, you're going to feel all this wind in here. Uh, let's see. This is the part where I was like, whoa, this feels like virtual reality. Yeah. I think we must have been surrounded by 180 or 360 not 360 but 180 degree screen or something because they they put you into here and i was like damn this feels 3d and like i was completely immersed in this whole scene here 
And then I guess your car then pulls out of that little 180 dome area. Right. Um, so I guess that's, you can see, this is all projectors shooting these waves onto the wall here. Um, and then the city, is, everything looks so cool. Yeah, this so, looks yeah. great. Again, it's probably my favorite kids ride. Um, could you go on that as an adult and you wouldn't look stupid though? Like if you weren't with kids? No, no. Because oh, I'd like oh, to like... Sorry. There were tons of adults there without kids. Yeah. Tons. And I get it's it now. Normal I, now. I didn't understand it until I went to Disney World. I was like, all right, yeah, this place is really fucking cool. I get it. Like it was probably overall the best theme park I've ever been to. And I really like theme parks. Yeah. Um, but the Have best you been roller to coasters. Universal? I've been to Universal, yeah. Yeah. The best theme park or the best roller coaster park I've been to was Cedar Point in Ohio. That had some right. insane roller coasters. Um, so I guess we'll move on off of Disney. Uh, yeah. All right. We should talk so, about some VR stuff. We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well we got another comment from SNK God. Didn't think this would get to you guys. <laughs> a bit more detail on my criticism about the show. If you love a game, tell me about what tell me about what you like about the more. What the hell? If you love a game, tell me about what you like about the more. Okay, this is hard to read for longer than two minutes, and don't shit on it for ten. So focus on the positive and less on the negative. Okay. Yeah, but then we also fair. got Ivan here saying, you guys are doing another podcast this month. Best VR podcast, in my humble opinion. I don't know if this is Ivan that we know. There is. Is it? I don't think I think so. Well, I is looked at not? this guy's channel, and he had a kid. He had videos of his kid. So Ivan doesn't oh. have a kid, does he? I thought it was. I just assumed it was Ivan. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, no, I think we have a fan. All right, so Fuck. that's all. One fan. Wow. Yeah, we have one fan. So thank you, Ivan. Yeah, your thank kid's you. Very, your kid's very cute. All right. So we're moving on to UEVR. Uh, we, we've both played a lot of UEVR. You know, as you probably know, the, the Unreal Engine VR injector came out on New Year's Day or New Year. Was it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? New Year's Day. New Year's Eve, I think. New Year's Eve. And so we played a bunch of Aliens Fireteam Elite. We played it three-player, and we beat the game. This has sixth-off motion controls. Let me get to where it's yeah. not him fucking with a menu. So this is a video from Waifu Enjoyer, who has tons of videos. His name's also Alex, and he has tons of videos where he tests out games, or, or he'll tell like what the best way is to configure them for VR. But uh, this is a great co-op shooter so we went all the way through it um you know we got to see the the queen alien and those environments once you got to those are my favorite environments once you got to the alien lair areas yeah and that's you, the favorite there's like five, i think there's like six campaigns five are in the main game and then there's like an extra dlc one i don't really recommend a dlc one actually i didn't really think that was much special I, oh I because really of the white the, those white alien things i think i just kind of maybe i was just over it at that point yeah and everything just it was just very samey the final the final level of the campaign like you say was the best which is like um it's like being in the aliens movie because 
you're in, you're in the same sort of environments as the movie. You've like having to refill sentry guns, and then you end up in the actual alien nest, and then you end up with, you know facing up against the queen. And it's just really cool in VR to see those environments. It's just like genuinely like a wow moment when you first get to the alien nest area and everything. It's really cool. Like the 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 VR obviously implementation is basic. It's not. These aren't like dedicated mods. They're kind of just profiles for the injector. So you haven't got two-handed gun handling. You everything's one-handed. Even like big guns are one-handed. I was using the gun stock, so it made it feel better. But obviously, you just set your expectations to know that it's not like a proper VR mod. But yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, it looks it looks great in the headset. A little bit blurry for me. I don't know if it was the same for you. Like a little bit soft not mm. like ultra sharp i turned up the oh. resolution in the in the injector and nah it wasn't blurry but oh, I'm all using, right you've, i'm you've, using a quest 3 he's yeah. using an, an index you've got a 4090 though so i couldn't yeah so i could turn the i was kind of with my 3080 i was kind of uh struggling a bit at times so i couldn't really crank anything up more than i was but i recommend switching to drxx 12 in the graphics menus because it makes a difference to the performance um but other than that yeah it's, it's great it's great it's a great co-op game i don't know if i'd play it that much single player but co-op it's really good fun you've got the, the smart rifle you've got the pulse rifle you've got all you've got like this rocket launcher thing that you can fire out of your shoulder you've got this thing you can like throw to the ground to knock back enemies it's really cool just being in gunfights and switching between these weapons and having all the aliens and they've got different types of aliens. Some of them are really heavily armored that can grab hold of you and it's just it's like Left for Dead basically, but with aliens, really. Yeah, it's kind of a wave shooter where you but you where you move between areas in a level and then like kinda you have to like set up your defenses there and a ton of enemies will come at you and then you move on to the next area. And Yeah. Yeah, but the yeah the the areas look so cool. Uh, you know, you know what they're showing in the video here. This isn't you know a very cool area. They get much more interesting, more alien like, or more like yeah. There's you know, one where you go on a planet, and then like there's a section where you go across this bridge, and then the one of the dropships from the Aliens movie comes down, and it kind of swoops down in front of you, fires rockets, and then flies off. That was really cool in VR. Yeah. Just the scale of things as well, like just like the size of the, some of the structures and and like just towering above you, and you go under this like cave, and it's like huge. Like you can look up, and it's like a mountain, but not. It's like a cave. It's almost it's insane to look at in VR. And there's, there's some like Prometheus type environments that are you know proper HR Geiger inspired architecture. And this all you can you actually go into the Prometheus like horseshoe ship from the engineers and stuff. If you're a fan of the movies, then it's just an absolute dream because you get to see these environments and all the different things from the aliens movies in VR in in, in first person. That's another thing. This this game was originally it's it's originally third person, but the mod is like a profile. You have to use the injector, then use a profile which adds first person motion controls to it. And there are some works to it like um you've got like a gun on your back which is always visible and like whereas you're moving around sometimes it kind of you can see it in front of your face a little bit and stuff which is a bit annoying but 
It's one of those things where you've got to... All I had to do to fix that was I had to move my view just a little bit forward, which you can do with the injector with the built-in UI. And that fixed it for me. Oh, right, yeah. But didn't you have problems when you use smooth turn that like makes things funky? Can't remember. Um, no, I, as long as I pushed my view a little bit forward, just a little bit, I was fine. But then there was, then sometimes we were playing, and then like the gun for some reason would come back. But then I would just push it forward again. I didn't have to do it very often to push my view forward. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it plays great. It's just you have to understand that it's a mod that's not like dedicated mod or vr mode it's it's you know it's a bit of a hack so it's there's going to be a little bit of jank a little bit of things that aren't perfect but it's still worth worth it just to play through this game in vr i think to change your view uh all you do is you you click both sticks to make the ui the menu pop up and then you just hold like the right trigger and then with your left analog you can move your view however you want left right back forward and that's that's all I was doing. So then that prevented yeah. the gun on my back from like swaying in my view. Yeah. And the the reason you can't make the gun on your back go away is that if you do make that go away, I think it makes your primary gun go away too. Makes it invisible. No, it's just if you make that invisible, then when you switch guns, it'll still be invisible because oh, it it'll still be invisible. It, okay. Yeah. So you won't see your secondary gun basically. Okay. All right. Well. uh I'm just going to keep going through UEVR here. Yeah, let's um, go through a lot of right. stuff. So this is RoboCop Rogue City. You didn't play this, did you? No, I've not played it yet. Okay. Um, so I loved RoboCop as a kid. So I wanted to try this. This this scene right here, I think this is it. This is like the first scene where you get your gun and you start and you start fighting enemies. It was really cool because it plays like the RoboCop music. Like I almost got teary eyed just because <laughs> I just when I was a kid, I watched Robocop on repeat and it just sometimes hearing music from when I was a kid or it just does something to me emotionally. But yeah, as I was destroying, just just making these these bad guys explode, I was just getting a little emotional. Um, But then. Then shortly after that, I went up into the police precinct and they're like, go do this, go fill out this paperwork, do this crap, do that crap. And I was like, oh, and I kind of lost, I kind of lost interest. Yeah, it starts out strong. The game starts out strong where you, you're uh, just going through. I don't remember her name. The female. Uh, Lu Lewis? Lewis? I think it's Lewis, maybe. I remember, yeah. But it's cool that they've got the, because it is really like a proper, extension of the movies because you're in obviously what's the city is detroit and detroit yeah you've got this the woman I, can't, I think it's lewis her name is she's with you at certain points and obviously you're playing actual proper robocop he's got even got the the voices what's his name freaking peter um, weller peter weller does the voiceover work and yeah yeah it looks really cool um i'm not and tried it's six, it yet it's it's six off guns um yeah I think I found that the cross uh, a problem I often have is the crosshairs don't line up like with where the bullets actually go. And yeah. I, it's probably something you can fix if you want to mess with it. I'm not someone that wants to mess with shit too much. <laughs> and that gun's still spinning for a long yeah, time. Just looking at that gun. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. That's an, I mean, again, these, 
there are different profiles you can download. You need to your best place to find them is to go on the uh, Flat to VR Discord, and there's a section for the games, and you search the games, and then you can look on the pins and find the actual profiles because it does take. I mean, I've not messed with it myself, but it does seem like it takes a bit of work to get you know, everything set up really well so that your aim is perfect and the guns feel great and. Obviously, you've got to make sure that the hand position's right and everything. And the guns are always like floating guns as well. Like you, you can keep the arms, uh, the arms on there, but they won't have a sort of inverse schematic so that as you move your, you twist your wrist and stuff, the the arms are going to kind of move weirdly. So I, most people just get rid of the arms. So you've just got floating weapons. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. It's just I think the big thing is it's just cool to be able to experience these games in VR, like. These proper, high quality, polished games, and then just being in that environment in VR, shooting and doing stuff like that—it's just, it's really, really cool to just experience that sort of stuff in VR. Uh, or compared to obviously what most normal VR games are. Yeah, and they're gonna like a game like this. It's gonna be pretty performance heavy. I tried to do a, a video of this, but I was like, this, this is just like taxing my system too much and my my my, uh, cpu is an i7 8700k i need to upgrade so uh even with a 4090 i was like oh this is pretty rough but i was doing wireless yeah so i think i'm gonna struggle with this one which is i mean i've got so many we'll talk about it in a bit but i've got so many games to play at the moment it's like i've got i've got almost a backlog of games all of a sudden there's Um, way too much that's why Yeah. yeah yeah there's just loads to play all right, so we, we both tried What Remains of Edith Finch. This video right here that I found, uh, the title of it was This This Needs to Be in VR. <laughs> the, well, you know, some, now you can. Now, yeah, exactly. Somebody commented that. Well, now you can. And I was surprised yep. that someone in the comments knew about it because I was going to actually comment it myself. But uh, so this was very interesting. Um, I don't know. Did you play through this whole game? Yeah, I did it starts to finish, yeah. It's yeah. only two hours long, so it's not a long oh, okay. game. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a walking simulator, but it has some really crazy, crazy scenes. You know, it's like you're, what you're going to see here. Um, yeah, you need to have a strong stomach for this, I yeah. will say, because it's like this, this swing. It's like this On the video that's being played now, you're on a swing. And you're literally swinging backwards and forwards in VR, and I've, some person, someone in the Discord said that it made them like really sick. Um, so it's best. I think this wasn't best played just sat down with a gamepad, just because you you you. I don't want to spoil too much about this because the part of the thing is just experiencing everything first time. Um, but you you kind of you're going into this old house, which is where you grew up, and you're going through each room. And you're finding out about each one of the family members, like what happened to them. They basically all, for whatever reason, every part of your family has di- died, they're dead. And it's kind of going through each room and telling the story of how they died. And um, it's just incredible to experience. It's an incredible game anyway, but then to experience it in VR and just to, like have all these different random things happen and just all these different events and the story is quite emotional. And yeah, it's it's just really really good um and i just think it's best just to play it sit down with a gamepad just play it like you would do if you're playing it flat but just 
in VR, and I think that's the best way because you are like, like I say, you're constantly changing scenes. There's one way you like you embody different animals, and you're a cat in a tree, and then you're like a fish in a in the water, and then you've got this one line you're sat on a swing, and so I think if you try to play this stood up with a, like try to force motion controls with it, you just end up having a bad experience. So um, if if you if you're happy to play games like that, we'll just start with the gamepad. I definitely recommend this one. It's Probably one of my favorites I've played in, in in the injector. To be honest, is there any reason to recommend a gamepad over using your controllers? Because you can use your VR controllers to play all these games. So I mean, I just find it way easier to remember where everything is with a gamepad. Oh, okay, yeah, because the buttons correspond. Yeah, yeah, everything is just. Yeah, I've played, been playing a gamepads for years, so I don't have to think about what to press whereas because you everything's split in two and like you've got to figure out you've got like x y you know yeah. a b on one hand and different hands and yeah I, w- I would always just play with a gamepad over the using the motion controls as a gamepad unless you're playing first person stood up obviously then I'll, i want to use my motion controls so with this one i didn't have to do anything in the UEVR menu, all I had to do was lower the graphical settings a little bit to make my performance okay. Did you have to do that? Yeah, I think I turned some stuff down to like high or medium. Um, but yeah, it was. There's one section where you're probably going to have to take the headset off or maybe flick to the. There's like a 2D screen mode in the menus. You might need to flick to that. But that's near the end. Uh, you're like in a fish market. You'll know when it happens because. It's kind of blending two scenes together, and it don't work in in VR. But once you get past that, you can get put the headset back on, and you're uh, you can experience ninety nine percent of the game in VR. It's really, one, it's just sorry. Go on. One thing I noticed was that sometimes getting some of the UI to pop up was kind of kind of difficult. Do you remember, did that happen to you? Like the interactable, yeah, I think an interactable UI. Did you have high, did you have head head aiming or did you just use? Um, oh, I don't remember. Whatever the de- whatever the default. Was. Yeah, I think sometimes I... that's a problem sometimes okay. because some of the UI don't show up properly, um, so you can't see it in VR as much. But a lot of it works really well. Like there's times where you're walking through an environment and like when you see on you can't if you're watching the video like this le- there's words that pop up in front, and those words are actually in 3D. They're in 3D space. They're not like just stuck to your face, which I thought was really cool. And then they'll like disappear off and stuff. So it's it's it feels it feels really good in VR. Like there's very little jank. There's very little problems. It's just a really good experience. Like you can sit and play it in one go for two hours. And honestly, I think most people will just want to play it because it's one of the things that I just couldn't stop playing. It. I just want to put it down because it just kept. Evolving, I really wanted to see what happened with the story and what where it was going to go. So, I hmm. highly recommend. What was it called again? What remains of Edith? What? Edith. Edith Finch. Edith yeah. Finch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then I tried Talus Principle too. I loved Talus Principle VR. And this one though, I, I, my performance wasn't very good. Yeah, and this looks like I, it's going to be a bad one for performance. Yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't. I couldn't even figure out, this was another one, I couldn't even figure out how to even pick up the very first object. And I went on the Discord and I was reading. So he's going to go over here to the left, I think, eventually, and he's going to pick up this uh, laser thing here. I couldn't pick this up. I didn't, it didn't even highlight for me. 
and I don't know. You're trying to use motion controls, or you? I yeah, I I I downloaded a sixth off profile, but oh, then right. but then my controllers weren't acting sixth off. So maybe there was something else I needed to do in here. I don't know. Because most, like, know. RoboCop, I just it. I just put in the 6-off profile and it just worked. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. This one, maybe it's more complicated. So. I've heard, no. Yeah, I've heard some people say there's issues with, like, artifacting and weird stuff when you've got stuff in your hands and stuff. So I don't think mm -hmm. it's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, I would never be a big fan of the first game, to be honest. A lot of people said it's really good, but... I don't know. I tried four different times to get into it, and I just could not get into hmm. the game in VR, like the the VR mod, uh, the VR version. The v oh, really? Wow. All right. Well, then yeah. I tried uh, Terminator Resistance. This one, um, because I, I love Terminator, Terminator movies, and, and the whole like story. But this one, um, the gun aiming was really weird. It wasn't sixth off. No, no I didn't try a profile for that at least. But like, yeah, the gun—I think it looked like flat. Was that what it was? The gun's got some weird. You've got to use a. There's a mod in the Discord for it where you can yeah. download a pack file and put it in a certain location in your game files, and it fixes the gun, makes them look better. But yeah, okay. it's, there's no stick stuff profile for it. Apparently, it acts weird if you if you try and use motion controls with it. Like the aiming goes weird and stuff. Like, it's just not. It's not one that I've. Bothered trying. I I actually have the game, but I just haven't tried it because um because it's not sixed off. I can't play. For whatever reason, I just can't play shooting games without motion controls. I just can't yeah. do it anymore. It just feels so lame to me. Yeah. Um. So I've not tried it because it hasn't got motion controls. And there were some. I saw some. You know, there's some occasionally some weird artifacts here and there, like some weird lighting artifacts and stuff. But I mean, other than that, it was it was okay. Um, but yeah, I I don't I'm not gonna go back to it until somebody figures it out. So yeah, some of these games you just kind of just need to wait for someone to come along and fix it. Yeah, someone will eventually will do it, or you know, if not, then it's just one of those it'll just never play. Like we never yeah. would have played it before and without the injector. So it's just one of those things, I guess. Well, this is a game like before VR happened. I would have loved to have played this, but once VR happened, I'm like, I, I can't play first-person games in flat anymore. Just can't. Yeah. All right. So then this game, this game was really great. Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. This, this, all I had to do um, was zoom in, like, because so, the game was like too far away. I just, I just zoomed. This isn't my video. This is somebody else's video. So when I zoomed it in, I zoomed it in even more. Um, yeah, but I, I thought it looked—I thought it looked great. This is a Castlevania type of game, and like the 3D looks great because you can see in, into the background and everything, and it all. Yeah, this is a this is like what's it called? Bloodstained uh, Ritual. Ritual of the Night. This up. Yeah, it's like a Metroidvania side scroller, which you wouldn't expect to work well in VR. But I've really liked side scrollers in VR. There's a there's a, there's a setting I don't know if you've messed with it, but um. It's a world scale setting where you can mess with I've the scale with of that. things. I don't personally notice yeah. a difference. I really don't. It's not work. If you crank it up, you need to crank it up like four or five or something. You'll see. A I put it up to ten. I put it like I'm really? little nightmares. Little nightmares. I put it up to ten, and I didn't see a difference. Like barely any difference. It might maybe it was the game. It should look like you've got a little miniature almost. 
like the miniatures, it like makes the 3D really pop and makes everything look kind of more like a miniature, like you've got a little miniature diorama in front of you rather than... Because the 3D can sometimes yeah. look... If if I'm in like a side-scroller, I want the 3D to look really strong. Mm-hmm. Crank up the world scale and it makes the 3D look really, really pop in the so headset. So did you do that in Little Nightmares? Uh, no, I haven't played it in the with the injector because I played it in 3D with oh, um, 3D Vision before. So oh, 3D Vision. Okay. I already pl- I already played it in VR, like kind of uh, in 3D. So I've not played it with the injector. Okay. So this one was really good. Then uh, Venoneth, I'd never heard of this, but Alex wa- Waifu Enjoyer, he, he did a video where he, he was showing all these games, all these UEVR games that were on sale. And this was one of them. It was really cheap. And I, you know, I like Marble Madness and I like pinball and shit like that. So I was like, well, yeah, I'll try this out. It had some weird grain, of, like film grain effect, but you could go into the settings menu and fix all that. But the settings, it was a really hard to read settings menu, not because of the injector, but it was just like the way the font and the settings menu was the weirdest font I've ever seen. So it was hard to even tell what yeah. they were changing. Did you try this game? I played it a while ago because uh, I was I was a tester for the injector. Yeah, and this is a game I tried and tested. I, I didn't. I actually refunded it because I thought it felt really. Like the environments looked really poor. Like it would just been thrown mm-hmm. together. I didn't feel mm-hmm. it looks. In v, in two D video, it looks really impressive, but in VR, you can really see like all the cracks and like all the low textures and just how things are just kind of thrown together. Mm-hmm. It just don't feel like a really good polished product to me i just didn't really think it was that i think i played like through three levels and i just it was like oh i don't want to play this anymore the coolest looking part is the ball <laughs> yeah, the ball looks awesome but the environments yeah. look kind of it more, it's almost like a mobile game almost in a way like it just doesn't mm-hmm. look vr it, because you can see everything in so much detail yeah it doesn't hold up well whereas it probably it probably looks and plays better just flat because you won't see all the uh, flaws in the in the geometry and stuff yeah so this my i probably got it for five bucks or something so for that you know sure but yeah. uh i i i like marble I lost, madness I stuff in, sorry yeah i was gonna say i love marble madness so i was expecting to really like this game but it just didn't do it for me yeah and i yeah i lost interest pretty fast all right, so then Monster Energy Supercross. I think there's some settings you need to mess with. I, I didn't even use I didn't use a profile or anything. Let me find where the hell is the game. All right, I guess he's gonna switch. Yeah, you press some button to switch to first person. And um, so like the graphics didn't look r- totally right to me, but I I think there was some. You know, if you go to the Flat to VR Discord, you know, or watch this video here like he's messing with settings in his video a waifu enjoyer where he's configuring things and it's like maybe motion blur needed to be turned off maybe some other settings needed to be adjusted it seemed yeah. like if, if you like this type of game i like the feeling of you know jumping these hills and stuff but it kind of boring for me yeah i tried uh, there's another game called ride four and ride five which are motorbike more circuit games and I just can't get into them. Um, I'm not really a motorbike guy, so I just, I don't know. I just find it kind of boring for some reason on a motorbike, even though mm-hmm. you'd expect it to be more like exciting. 
don't know yeah. if it's just it's just the control of it like i meant to lean because you have to kind of like compensate for the corner and i don't know i just could never get into these motorbike games yeah cornering really was kind of kind of tough yeah yeah and maybe it's also not, it's, it's, it's not very forgiving yeah and like the environment doesn't change up enough it's just this brown track the whole time maybe yeah, there are other levels similar. are there other levels where it gets more interesting i don't know Nah, they're all kind of like that yeah oh, okay all right so a much prettier game is abzu this is one where yeah i tried it without a profile and i was like hmm this is this looks effed up and i i went on the flat discord and there was some motion in like cvar in that section in the in the ui i had to turn like motion blur i think all the way all the way to zero um you want to use the synchronized rendering and then turn motion blur off i couldn't remember but i feel like i was using stereo but maybe i wasn't maybe i was using okay maybe i downloaded a profile and maybe that automatically yeah Yeah, but what i don't what i didn't get is like i downloaded a profile well why wasn't why didn't that profile also fix the motion blur issue because if you don't don't fix that motion blur issue then the game is pretty much unplayable yeah, everything just looks blurry and horrible. Yeah. But this game looks great in VR. I beat this game back in, you know, in flat years ago, and I loved it then. And, yeah, this makes me want to do it again in VR. There's yeah, so I played many through it in fish. VR. You did? Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. And that was my first time playing it as well, so I'd like That's it. Awesome. It was cool experience in it. Yeah, this, this section's... There's one section as well, where, like where you've got all these whales with you. Uh, yeah. Like you're swimming up, I think either down or up, straight upwards. And like there's all these humpback whales and stuff. And it just looks so cool in VR. Like really, really impressive. I really loved it. Yes, yeah, so I definitely recommend. But just definitely uh, get the settings right. I don't know what. Yeah. I guess I'll move on to the next one. Little Nightmares 1 and 2. So I tried them both in VR. Well, this this video is just yeah. Little Nightmares one, and this yeah. video, yeah, he's trying it in first person. So I guess he got a mod to do first person. Um, I I don't think there's I no would. No point though. Yeah, there's no point doing this look game at, first person. Look to the right. Well, you're obviously you're not looking to that, but if you look to the right, it's black because it's only yeah. got environments to your left. So I don't know. I I would just never play it like that. You could bring the camera yeah. close, like bring the camera close in and make it more closer than so it's not as panned out and I obviously think, then you can use your head you and go. look around like more. that like yeah. this yeah 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 i brought the camera in close when i played and i was like oh this is a video i should I, this is a game i should actually do a video of so that's what i want to do to show i haven't done yeah, it's a, a great game great UEV, game. Yeah, i haven't done a uevr video on my channel yet and i was like well, maybe that i could just play all the way through this and do a video or something um yeah it seemed really cool really really dark you know, story and, uh, you know, there's like people committing suicide. You come across as you're going through the levels. Yeah. It gets, it gets really freaky. And like the story, like you say, it's really dark and takes some twists and turns. Same with the second game, the second game, both games have got great endings as well. Like the endings are really good in both. Right. I recommend both of them. And again, play with the world scale. I know you said you didn't really see much difference, but it should, maybe it's different with virtual desktop or something. I don't know. Hmm. With Steam VR and Open VR, you like the world scale makes a massive difference. It looks so much better with these sort of games. Look so much cooler with the world scale turned up. 
in world scales in what section of the ui uh, i think it's in the U, uevr i think not uevr what unreal section i think oh unreal okay yeah it's, it's on there all right so this is another one that alex waifu enjoyer recommended on his on his uh sale video this is a monster truck championship i got this for like five bucks it starts out like third person view outside of your truck but there's a button you press to go inside that's how i was playing it like right here and i think it looks really cool this i thought this game was really fun yeah. but you're gonna need uh you're gonna need Don't a strong stomach a strong stomach for yeah oh and the steering was like really sensitive i had to turn the steering down a lot and what's interesting is there's there's steering for both axles. I've never played a game like that. Have you? No. They're, they steer. I, I've heard that they steer steering wheel support. Wow. Oh yeah, I know that. It's, we've got rear wheel steering. I think does it not yeah. work just on one wheel though? If you have a physical wheel, I don't. I don't know how that works because you can turn the front wheels and the rear wheels independently. Oh right. So, the, so like. The front wheels are pointed to the left, and the rear wheels wheels are pointed to the right simultaneously. Uh, so I have no clue how that would work with a wheel, with a physical wheel. Yeah, I, I guess we do want to try it. Okay. Yeah, he switched to maybe he switched to third person view because uh, like you're gonna do a bunch of flips and all sorts of crazy shit. I don't know what he's doing in this video, but uh. Yeah, you, you learn all sorts of techniques. There's, you know, a tutorial part where it'll teach you how to do all the tricks and everything, and I thought it was fun. But you don't go very fast. No, know, it's more a, about the jumps. And, yeah, yeah. It's it's like jumps and stuff in it. Yeah. But yeah, it looks... I think it'd be really cool to experience that in VR. Like, up, I sat up high in this big monster truck, and if it works my wheel, I'd definitely like, want to try it out. So Yeah. All right, so then the Beast Inside... This was on a sale. Was like, I got it for like five bucks. It looked good, but I couldn't manage. It was very hard to to get things to be be interactable. Where like right. I, you have to get this perfect distance away from things, and like it was just it was too difficult. Janky. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend this unless somebody right. fixes fixes it. Comes up with some sort of solution. Yeah. Uh, you know who likes the beast inside, Alex? Is this no. going to be... Oh, well, um, it's a Disney joke. Belle. Belle likes the beast inside. Oh, I see. I got it. Okay. All right. Deliver us the moon. I think I used a profile for this, and it still didn't feel right to me, because this is a supposed to be a third-person game, and it mm. made it first-person. So the camera was moving around really strangely. Okay, he looks looks like he's playing it in third person. Maybe I shouldn't have been playing it first person. Yeah, I played a lot of this for uh, third person. Yeah. Um, just a standard. And it was all right. I thought it was good at first, but then the game got really boring after a while. It's more of like a walking sim with some light puzzles. Once you get to the moon, the environments just look the same, obviously, because you're on the moon. So it's like... Really, I was kind of like rushing through just to get through it, and I got bored and stopped playing it. But the first bit, like you start on the Earth, which is like scorched Earth, and mm -hmm. you have to get on a rocket, and then you have to do like a 
startup sequence where you have to follow instructions to flick switches and stuff. It would work really well in VR, actually, if they ever ported it, motion controls. And then you're on a space station, and then, like, the space station starts blowing up, and you have to, like, you're in zero gravity. It's kind of like a drift. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played a drift? It's kind of like yeah. that, but there's just one section like that. And then you get on the moon, and it's really cool. Like I say, a good couple of hours or so of it, I was really enjoying it, but then it just got really repetitive and dull after a while, and I just lost interest. Okay, Delivers Mars had a cool intro, a really cool intro, but then it was was just like, hey, go here and fix this panel, and go here and fix this panel. Yeah, then it did seem, oh, this is boring. And I just, you know, I, I bought so many of these Unreal Engine games just to like mostly to just try them out. So then I just moved on to the next one. But it has yeah, that's cool. A cool. Did you try this one? No, because I, I tried the first game. Once I lost interest in the first game, I was like, well, what's the point in trying the second game? I've actually got it on Epic for free, so I could try it. But maybe I'll just try the intro if you said it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, then I tried Pseudo Regalia. This looks kind of like an N64 game. You can see, uh, you know, the textures are yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of low res. It seemed fun if you're into retro games. There were settings where you could turn off the retro look and make it look like more modern, and that actually made it look worse, I thought. Then it, ma- it made it just look like a really shitty game. <laughs> Well, it looks like oh. a shitty game anyway. To me, it but... looks way better this way than it does, like, with the more modern look. Yeah. Um, I didn't play it for yeah. very long. Yeah. But kind of... Your... It works. Yeah, it reminds me of Mario 64. Um, except, you know, you are you have an attack and you can do, like, acrobatic stuff. Um, oh, and well, it has a first-person view built into the game. You don't even have to go into the UI. I, it took me a while to realize All that. Right. So that's nice when a game has it built in, so you don't have to fuck with the injector UI. Yeah. All right. So Orcs Must Die 3. I like these types of games, these tower defense games, and this worked perfectly. I didn't have to do anything. I just loaded it in and played. I don't think I had to adjust anything. So, you know, you set up traps in the Orcs... You know, you set up your traps, and then eventually you're like, "All right, I'm ready." And then the orcs come, and then you can fight them. I, oh, uh, maybe I, I, I probably, mu- yeah, I must have used a uh, a sixth off profile because I was using my um my bow and arrow and sixth off. Oh right. Yeah. Well, in this video, it's all third person. I was playing first person. So yeah, just oh, download right. download the profile. Yeah. yeah. You must have used a mod then. Yeah, this video must be old. Um, yeah, don't forget the test that a yeah. lot of the testing was done before even yeah. it was possible to do uh, yeah. motion control. Yeah, so on, go to the flat to vr Discord and, or maybe I got the profile just from the, like the spreadsheet links. Like Alex, Alex has his six off profiles there. And isn't there, there's another, yeah. isn't there another repository? Uh, I think they're working on something, but if yeah, the best place is the Discord. Just go search for each game in the UE. There's a yeah. separate section called UE Games. Search for the each, just search for the game you want, and just see if there's a profile there already, and it can save you obviously a lot of 
messing around, setting things up with some games. But uh, not every game's got a profile, and some games you don't need to. Once you learn like, a few different things, like certain things that you might need to turn off, like depth of field and stuff like that, it's really easy to just jump in a game, quickly set it up, and then just play it. So, Have you tried any of those... Um... Uh, any of those UEVR experiences that are in the Discord? No. Okay, I haven't either. I've got too many. I've got too many actual proper good games to play. I just I can't yeah. be asked and mess around with experiences. This is for you to talk about. Journey to the Savage Planet. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy. Journey to the Savage <laughs> Planet. Uh, is a co-op. So you can play it single player, but it's also got two player co-op, like story driven shooter which has got a profile with motion controls and it's really, really good with motion controls. It works really well. The entire game's played with one gun, a pistol that you can upgrade. It works really well because you don't have two-handed weapons. You're just using a pistol. Uh, you get like upgrades like you can get a jet pack and a grappling hook and stuff. And yeah, me and Josh played through this entire thing and um, I recommend putting the DirectX 12 mode on because, again, like with Aliens Fireteam, it massively improves performance. And yeah, it just looks, there's a few things that are a little bit weird, like the clouds, if you turn your head in the headset, the clouds kind of rotate weirdly. Some of the reflections are slightly off, but overall it looks pretty good. Um, performance is decent if you put it in DirectX 12 mode, as long as you've got a decent PC, obviously. Um, and yeah, if you play it, I think even single player would be enjoyable, but co-op especially, we had a lot of fun with it. You're kind of like boosting around, jetpacking all over the place. It's kind of a Metroidvania in a way because you get different power-ups and upgrades, then you can go back to different areas you've been to before to unlock different routes and stuff, and you've got a, a big map that you can look at. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we played through it start to finish and really enjoyed it. So this is one, Journey to the Savage Planet. It's a really good... It's quite funny as well. Like this, It's like... You do this melee attack, and you literally just like this leg just suddenly appears and like boots things out of the way. And melee in the flat game because we just had invisible hands. But when you when you you can like slap people, you can walk up and just slap them in the face and stuff. It's it's quite goofy, quite funny, not like too serious, cartoony looking. Not cartoony, but it's like very bright, vivid colors. You've got these aliens that run around and like you see they like scream like. I'm not gonna even try and do it, but they like to scream at the top of the voice while they're running around at full speed. It's just it's a really fun first person shooter that you can play in VR now with most controls. And I think out of all the stuff I've tried, this is probably my favourite with the most controls so far. Wow. Most native. Yeah. You said you played it start to finish, all in one day? No, no. Over wow. several days. But yeah, wow. we've we've me and Josh Spent a couple, you know, three weekends or whatever, like uh, playing through it. It's got some really cool boss fights as well. It's 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 good. All right, your next game is I don't know how you say it. Jusant, I think. Jusant. Yeah, I think it's like French. Jusant. Jusant. It's spelled J-U-S-A-N-T. It's a game about climbing, actually. Um, third person. You. It's got a really cool climbing mechanic where you kind of use your triggers to control each arm. So like your right trigger will grab with the right hand and then you let go. Then you hold on to the right trigger, then you press your joystick forwards and that controls your left arm and then you press the left trigger. Then if you let go of the right trigger while holding the left trigger, then you can move your right arm with the joystick and you can 
reach out for different ledgers and stuff to grab. And then it kind of adds things like you can stick, um, I don't know what they're called, like where you can stick things in the wall because anchor points, and then you can let go and then swing and then jump across to different gaps and stuff. And there's different powers that you get. There's different elements. So like you start off just learning the climbing basics and then you'll go to an area where it's really scorched and sunny and like certain things that you can make grow out of like plants that you can like use your powers to make grow will disintegrate really quickly so you've got to move quickly across and then there's one way you've got to use light to get through a cave section and then there's one section where there's wind that you've got to fight against it's just a really chill game that's not like i don't even know if you can die to be honest with you i never died in the game it's not like it's not a game where you're going to die a lot it's more just figuring out what how to get up these different climbs and different sections in the mountain graphics look great uh, you do need to... Something you need to do with this game. Something called... Uh, split? I can't remember. The best thing to do is to go on the Discord to find out, but there's, the game will look broken, native and sequential. You have to use... I think it's called split, split screen compatibility mode or something, which is in the advanced section in the options, and that fixes it. But once you've got mm. that done, and then it works great. Yeah, I've just played it third person. I brought the camera a little bit closer, and I just played the, through the entire thing third person like that, just like a, just like you would regularly. And I had a great time with it. It's only about would four it, hours long, though. Would it be possible to make this first person sixth off motion controls? Um, someone hard? did make an, a first person profile, but I just think you, you're just going to spend most of your time looking at a wall, and like the walls mm -hmm. aren't going to yeah. be that interesting. Yeah, I, I just think it's better to. Some games, I just think you're better off just playing them as they were intended. I think, for me, I'm fine playing third-person games in third-person VR. Some people just can't understand why you would even want to do it, whereas, personally, I find them great. Like, you've got the full world surrounding you. You can just naturally look around with your head. You've got the scale and the 3D. I just think it's a better way to play games, personally, than just on a regular monitor. But some people refuse to play games unless the first person with most controls. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, someone could make a mod for it where it'd be like the climb or something. You're like reaching out for ledges, but it would take a lot of work. And yeah, that I don't seems know. Like it'd be really hard to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I, th I think it's great. It's like a really cool mechanic. Like the, the climbing works really well, and it just progressively introduces new elements and do new areas and stuff. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's right about four hours long it's not really really long i think i did it in like three three game sessions and yeah it was it was cool it's mm. free on game pass as well so if if you well not free but if you subscribe to game pass you can play this game uh plus a bunch of other stuff with the injector uh for like i think it's like eight ten dollars a month or something i don't know it's not it's not crazy expensive all right your next game is lies of p i only just realized or just learned what p stands for yeah pinocchio yeah yeah this is another game pass game so i've i've got game pass subscribed to game pass so i was playing just on and i was playing uh lives of p in fact i'm still playing this game this is like a, um, a souls like game which i've never really been able to get into which is one of the reasons why i thought we'll do it through game pass because then if i don't like it then i ain't really it's not really cost me anything but i've actually really really enjoying it way more than i expected a lot of people have compared it to Bloodborne, but that's a game I've never played. Um, like 
how it's like it's more dodgy like you can dodge a lot you can parry and block as well but just the combat the flow of the combat apparently is more like bloodborne than dark souls and demon souls um visually it looks fantastic like really really good in the headset the only thing you have to change is there's something in the like cvar's section called um light culling you have to turn that to zero otherwise you get some stuff showing up one eye and not the other but everything else is perfect i just tweak the world scale a little bit i move the camera a little bit but that's all personal preference and yeah it plays perfect i just play it third person you can get there's loads and loads of cool boss fights um it's just a really good game really good game i've put i've put like a good four or five hours into it now and I'm just, I really enjoy playing it. I'm going to keep playing it. Apparently it's really, really long, like 30 hours long or something stupid. So it's going to be a long game to play through. Are you doing yeah, if you like. Third person or first? A third person, yeah. Okay. Because you, you, you're rolling and diving and blocking and stuff. It just, yeah. I, I don't think it'd work. You could try it first. There is a mod for it, a profile for first person, but I just, I think it'd be cool maybe to switch to first person sometimes, like just to see the environments, but. When you're in combat, you kind of want to be a uh, third person. But yeah, if you yeah. like Souls-like or Bloodborne or any of those sort of games, then I'd definitely recommend playing it. And if you don't, but you've always been interested in trying some of these stuff, I would recommend trying it anyway because, like I say, I'm I enjoying it way more than I expected. It's not... I'm not very good at these games, but it's, I don't think it's really, really hard. Like, I do die, and obviously you do have to retry sections, but... Overall, I'm finding I'm getting through it pretty pretty okay, and I'm not like struggling. And I've leveled up my character, and it's the boss fights that are the hardest. You know, they might take me ten, fifteen tries sometimes, but I just keep persevering, and they're enjoyable. I feel like they're not like boss fights where you just feel like you've got no chance. It's just kind of watching for the attack patterns and trying to figure out the strategies how to take them out. So yeah, if you've got Game Pass, if you you want to try Game Pass out? There's a bunch of games you can play with the injector. So it could be worth just doing a month. You can even get, if you've never subscribed to Game Pass, you can get like uh, a month for like a dollar or something stupid like that and try out some of these games. And then if you like them, you can just buy them on Steam if you want to buy them on Steam. You know, you don't have to keep them on Game Pass. How does Game Pass work with Steam VR? How do they work together? You just start Steam VR separate. And mm-hmm. because. There are actually games on Game Pass that are VR, and apparently they work. So I think you just start Steam VR, and then you start the game, and it kind of asks you to go into VR mode or something. Okay. I've never tried it because I've always just I prefer to buy and all my games generally on Steam. But it was just this is like I wanted to try this, but it's like full price game, and uh, there were a couple of the games I wanted to try anyway on the on Game Pass. So I thought I'll give it a go, and I've, I'm really enjoying it. Are you playing as Pinocchio? Movie. Yeah, that's Pinocchio. That's the guy. You Does your as. nose grow? No, but there is like, hmm. there's this whole thing about lying in the game. Like you, you have a choice sometimes to lie or tell the truth and stuff. It's got, it's got elements, and you Chepetto is in there, and you know, there's, there's, it's definitely the because Pinocchio is actually, what's the word for it? It's like free use or whatever. It's not like. Um, it's not uh, no one owns the rights to it, so that's uh, why you see so many movies and games and stuff with them in. Because you know, I didn't see I didn't see any Pinocchio stuff at Disney, so, so maybe that's why. Because they're like, yeah, because well, they don't own the rights. To it. They don't own it anymore. Hmm. 
Mm. But it's like Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh's free now. It's like people can make whatever. Well, they, they had Winnie the Pooh rides. I thought it was like it used to... like Winnie the Pooh is free now. Huh. It's free. It's free use now. It's just just oh. like, I think it was last year or something. Someone made oh. a, a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Like oh really? Where, where Winnie the Pooh's an, like a evil? Yeah. People are just going to town with it now. I think Mickey Mouse is actually also going only to be only out. Steamboat Willie. I think. I think. Like oh, is that, it just Steamboat Willie? I think. Yeah. Only stuff like that old, not all of Mickey. Yeah, because yeah. I mean a little bit different iterations and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll go to the first made-for-VR game. Yes, mem- be- memories from beyond a coral sea. And if you've listened to this and. Let us know what you think to the UAVR stuff. Obviously, that was quite heavy um, because we've just it's just come out. We've tried a lot of stuff, but I'll just if people want to know the stuff we've tried in UAVR, then I'm happy to talk about like every month, like if we've tried something new, like, what we think of it, whether it works well and stuff. Uh, we or if people don't want to hear it, then we can I'll talk about it. So let us know. But yeah, this is the this is a game that was actually free um, a while ago. I think it was. Was it like two twenty twenty two or something? It was quite a long time ago, and it came out, it, but it was I, really I rough. Like, I feel like it was last year. Was it last year? I don't know. I think so. It's been out, it's been out for a while though. Um, it was free, and then they made it paid. It's like three pounds ninety nine, five pounds, five dollars, I think, or something. It's not expensive, um, but it's only short. It took me. See, some people said they took like four hours. It took me two hours to. To, to like mm-hmm. see the end of this thing, but yeah, it's it's um it came out and it had teleport only and like it was just stuff that would just kind of a bit janky. It didn't have a save system, so you had to play through the entire thing in one go. Which because I, I was reading people saying it was like three to four hours. I was like, I'm not going to play something for three to four hours in one go. So that's almost some crazy shit the... I'd do. Yeah, yeah. You did it. You did it in one go. Yeah, I did it in one go. How long did it take you? Oh, I don't, I don't, I, oh yeah, I, I played through and got pretty far and then I had to go do something else and then I just assumed it saved and then I was like, fuck, and then I, I replayed it, but I, I don't, I really don't remember. Well, if you know what you need to do, you can get through it pretty quick. Yeah, you can get, you you can get, yeah, back to where you were really fast, yeah. But yeah, you, you start up on a ship and then you get thrown overboard, which was absolutely terrifying for me, and then... You end up. It, the game has some cool room room scale stuff. Like you, it tells you to lie down and close your eyes, and like it won't progress forward unless you literally lie down. So it, there's no like crouch button. You can't really play this game seated. You have to stand up, um, because it does use a lot of room scale stuff. Yeah, you lie down, you close your eyes, and then you wake up on this deserted little island. Uh, and there's uh, like an, a voiceover, really cool, well done voiceover, like talking to you about the situation and stuff. And you, you can find little notes that tell you like backstory about things, and it's all voiced over, really well done. And you, and you have like a bag, and you can find things, and you can put stuff in the bag, and then you can like put your head inside the bag, and you see all the stuff that's inside it, and then you can like gr- grab what you need, and then take your head out of the bag it's quite a cool inventory system actually because yeah it's used like 3d space in a really cool way uh without having stuff floating in the real like game world and yeah you you have you get a rope and then you have to use that rope to craft things so you can 
you have to build a raft by like finding pieces of wood and putting them together and then tapping the rope on them to make planks. Uh, and then you you drag. You have to literally physically drag the the raft into the water, and the physics are quite good. And when you're on the raft, you have to make a paddle, and then you know you paddle around, and it, the water looks really cool. Like visually, it's really impressive. Actually, it's a it's a nice looking game. Not a lot to it. Like you've got you paddle across the section to these bunch of small islands, and then you have to kind of figure out what the game wants you to do, which I won't obviously spoil. And then once you figure out what you need to do, you do something else and then the game kind of says to be continued. So it's not, it's like a prequel almost to something that's going to be released, but it's not obviously like a full full game with a full story or anything. Did you say that it just recently got updated? Did you say that? I don't remember. Well, you have, you messaged me about the save system, yeah. and I just that's yeah. when I tried. I don't know if that and they happened. added yeah the save system and they added free loco. Like or did they already have free loco? I can't remember. They had free loco. It was just a save system I was waiting for. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I yeah, like I this recommend a lot. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it for the price if you like exploration sort of adventure games. The environments are really cool. You can go underwater and swim around and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a really well made little two hour ish, three hours if you really spend time looking for every little secret and stuff. Because there are different things I didn't see, but once it told me, once I got, I don't want to spoil it, but once I got a certain thing, it told me what I needed to do. I just did the thing, and then that's when I got to the end of the uh, the demo, the, not demo, the the whatever you want to call it. I think I tried to open all the chests, like every every chest I could see. I was like, all right, I'm gonna. Open, I need to get in there and get that. Yeah, but, I didn't do that. But they were just like collectible type things. Nothing that really mattered. I think. Yeah, the little secrets. Um, they're not. You don't need to do them. There's one thing that you do need just to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you don't find that thing and you find some other stuff, you might end up opening boxes you don't need to. But yeah, it's 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 really cool. What's it called again? Coral Memories. Memories beyond from Beyond sea. a Coral Sea. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. All right. So my next one is I did a video about uh, Arcade Time Capsule. This is a free a free thing you can download. You can download off the Discord. There's this Arcade, arcade Time Capsule Discord. If, if you need the link, it's in my video here. If you go to MameFan and look for the Arcade Time Capsule video... So it's an 80s, 90s arcade. In this video that I did, they only had Teleport and Snap Turn, but he's updated it now where it has Smooth Loco and and Smooth Turn. Uh, I haven't tried that yet. But yeah, you can go up right up to these cabinets and they're they're fully rendered with all the art, all the bezel art, the marquee art, the control panel art. Whereas like New Retro Arcade Neon, uh, which was it came out in 2019, that was a VR arcade game uh, type of thing where you go through an arcade it was missing a lot of the art and well you could only actually have the art if you downloaded like somebody else's art pack that they did and then you'd have to put it into the folders whereas this you just download this thing and you hit the exe and bam you're in it and you don't have to do well the one thing you do have to do is if you want to actually play these games you're going to have to download the MAME ROM, ROMs. Because this, this is running, but it's running an old version of MAME. Like 0.139. I 
which is really old. That's from 2010. Uh, MAME is way beyond that now. So you're going to have to find those ROMs. If you need, if you need help with that, let me know because I can help. Um, but there's every, every game you can think of is here. And, uh, you know, you, you, you use one thing that's weird about this is you use the motion controllers to navigate around, but then you have to switch to a gamepad or like a, some people use a USB, like they use a fight stick, like an arcade stick that they keep just like set up in one spot. And they, I guess they try to line it up with the cabinet. Um, that makes it a little bit cumbersome. So in this video, in my left hand, I have an Xbox One wireless gamepad. And then my right hand, I had my my uh, Quest 3 controller. You can move around and do everything just with one, one like, motion controller. So your left one, you can just leave somewhere else. And you can see, and if you're watching the video right now, you can see reflections of the lights on the screen on the bezel and stuff so it looks really good it looks it looks a lot better than new retro arcade neon i went into that as a comparison and i was like oh shit this looks way blurrier and more aliased so uh but but one thing you could do with new retro arcade neon is you could use motion controls to control to play the arcade games but when i went back in to try it again i couldn't get my quest 3 controllers to work in the arcade games i you know, when I had a Vive and probably when I had an Index, it worked fine, I think. But the Quest 3 ones weren't working. I don't know why. Um, so I guess that uh, there's also, so there's also, there's different, there's multiple floors. And all of the like dedicated cabinets look awesome where they have all the art, but then there are some where it's like this, these kind types of like sit down cabinets that probably they had mostly in Asia. I never saw these in the U.S. I don't know if do you ever see these types of cabinets in Europe or did you when you were younger? No, I've never seen them. Yeah, they're big in Japan, I guess. I'm used to stand up. I've only ever seen you know stand up cabinets. Yeah. So a lot of these are these sit down types, and maybe these will eventually get dedicated cabinets and i just in this video i just keep showing different floors here i'm playing street fighter 2 and i'm playing shinobi you get the idea um yeah i watched so. the video a bit and i was really impressed with the quality of like the cabinets looked really like the lighting like it looks like you get like reflections and it looks like the actual the, the the cabinets look like they're made out of the actual materials they should be like they've got yeah. like a sort of bit of glossy shine here and there and a bit of like yeah just like the way that light shines on 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 the plastics and the metals and stuff looks really well yeah. done yeah it's done in unreal engine 4 i don't know what exact version but that's you know you're gonna get better graphics that way yeah yeah uh all right you want to go to the next one bullet storm vr oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I've not played loads. Played about an hour. I think um, by now everyone has unfortunately realized that this game didn't live up to the expectations. Um, yeah, it's difficult to talk about this because I really 
this was one of my most anticipated games of this year, and then it's ended up being really disappointing. I think the game itself could still be great in VR. I just think that the implementation um, by the developers wasn't great. I mean, the game, for start, has got so many bugs and issues. Like, some people have had issues where they've had, like, a black screen where it literally wouldn't load up. Some people have had issues with controllers just literally not working, responding. Um, I've, I've I've got issues with the like le- the hands not lining up with my controllers properly, like with the index controllers. Because I played this before it released on a test version, um, and it was really bad. Like when I hold my hand out, when I'm pointing my hand forward, the gun was literally quite literally ninety degrees vertical. It was like really really bad and then were you giving them feedback it. i emailed them but it was only like two days before release at that point uh, um I, I i was talking to someone like i work for i do some work for a company who does like vr marketing and stuff and i was just talking to someone in there saying like this game just is not ready and it should be delayed and they were saying you know i think it's fine I think, you know they're gonna patch it and it'll be fine and it already was delayed it's re- yeah, but yeah, but even I think they should have delayed just again. delayed yeah. it more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, games got massacred. It's got really bad reviews across the majority of content creators and uprolled VR and road to VR. It's um, got neg- mostly negative views reviews on Steam. I think it's like got a two point eight or something or three out of five on Quest Store. It's just it's not just you know a few people complaining about this. This is just. It's a bad port. I mean, it's. I think the game f- is is a good game. I just think the ports just got real problems, and a lot of it's just the attention to detail is just not there. There's a lot of issues. Even if they fix a lot of the stuff, like with the gun handling, with the gun aim and everything, guns themselves don't feel fun to use. They like really feel really weak. There's no um, recoil. Like even one-handed, like you've got a big two-handed weapon. You can just one hand it and there's zero recoil. It won't like kick or do anything. Hmm. The, the, when you hit the enemies, the enemies feel like they're spongy. They don't even really react. It's just not satisfying. I was watching some of the flat game just to compare. And the flat game's obviously got, you know, it looks really visceral. And like when you kill enemies, like it looks really satisfying. You've put loads of like screen shake and stuff in there and you're sliding around and you're moving. And in this, it just feels weak and just lame. Um, but they've got like a kick thing you can do there. You can kick stuff. All you do is you press, I think, is it up or down? I think it's down on the thumbstick. And like this leg just like appears out of somewhere and it just do not feel good. I'd rather just get rid of the leg, just have it invisible. Because just having some weird leg just suddenly teleport and then disappear in front of you just feels really strange. And you can do this slide where you can slide forward, but. You can you basically have to walk forward, then push up on the. You basically push him up on both thumbsticks, and you instantly like just slide full speed. It's quite jarring in VR. Like you, you go from standing to like crouched, instantly like no transition, and you're full speed. And then as soon as you let go of the thumbstick, you instantly stop. Like <laughs> dead. You can't. It's just so bad. It just doesn't feel good at all. So there's just so many. Th- I would have. You should have just had it where you crouch in real life. Like, as you're running, you can just crouch. And you can, like, just smooth it out a bit, you know, just smooth the slide out. Get rid of... And again, you've got these legs that just appear in front of you, like these two legs that are, like, floating in front of you. It just looks so bad. Just get rid of the legs. 
just have your slide but like transition it a little bit more so you kind of like speed up and slow down a little bit or at least have an option to do that because yeah some people might get sick but i think it just feels so strange just the way it like pops into a slide and then instantly stops you it just feels so terrible i couldn't even get past the title screen like so my i got to the title screen and then my my quest 3 controllers just wouldn't do anything so i don't know i don't know what the issue is i tried it multiple times yeah. on different days some people, just, yeah you know. a few people have had reports of that so i saw some people say the index controls don't work anymore but i tried it and it they do but when they relaunched it they actually adjusted the, um, the angle so it was more playable but still wasn't perfect and then they've done another update and now it's like 45 degrees into the air so i don't know what the fuck they're doing that They've, it seems like they've just rushed out a few patches and they've just made things worse almost. They've broken things and they've made things even worse than it was. Because the game was originally in Unreal Engine 3 and the, apparently they've ported it to Unreal Engine 4. So they've like had to redo a lot of the stuff. But even, it's just, I don't know. There's just so many things that hasn't translated well. The AI is really bad. Uh, the graphics are decent, but they could be a lot better. Like they've they've down definitely downgraded a lot of the graphics for the quest. I feel like, um, yeah, it's it's just it, like it looks better in the headset than I expected, but it's still there are still times where the game looks really ugly, like looks really bad, and there are times when the game looks pretty good. So, it's just inconsistent, and it's just um, it just feels like they've not. It feels like the developers kind of haven't. I know they probably do care, but it just feels like they haven't cared enough to spend the time they need to on the details and make it as good as it could be because i still feel that this game could be amazing in vr like it just if, like you've got the leash you can leash with one hand you can pull things towards you you can kick them um you can you know shoot shoot and slide and stuff it sounds like it should work great in vr and somehow they've managed to just like not get the details right and it just feels kind of bad so I'll keep an eye on it. I'm waiting for updates. Um, and I will we'll update if it gets better. And I'll probably make a video at some point covering it if they don't, like, if they get it. But even either way, I'll I'll say whether I think it's, you know, at a certain point, they're either going to, you know, keep working on it or they're just going to just abandon it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do. But yeah, it's hard to come back from such a bad launch because... There's so many other stuff for us to play. Like we're going to talk about, obviously, all the other stuff we're playing. You kind of lose. You you kind of forget about it, and you just move on. You just you're not going to keep revisiting a game when it's over and over again. You have to get the the, ne the next patch needs to be good because each time they do a patch and they still don't fix stuff and it's still not good. Less and less people are going to keep coming back to it to try it. So they need to really make sure the next patch is really well done. All right, I'm going to go to the next game. Uh, so they're Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy are both, you know, they originally were, uh, the, the VR mods were Quest, the Quest version only. Now they have the PC version. So I played them both. And you've already, you've already played, what, one or both of them? I tried one, but it's too, it's too old for me. Like, I can't. Yeah, for Alex, it's too old. Uh, for me, what I, what I liked about it was that you know, you you can get into the game really fast and just start going and just start playing. You start in Jedi. So Jedi Outcast came out first. 
I don't remember, like, if it came out in, like, 2001 or something, something like that. Yeah, you can immediately tell, you know, how dated it, it looks. But for me, it doesn't matter much. You know, I'm not that worried yeah. about graphics. You're a retro gamer, so... Yeah, I'm a retro Yeah, But I never played this game, you know, when it came out. Uh, I don't know why I never did. I'm not sure. But, well, I was I in know. college then. I was in college then. You owned the game. That's the thing. Like, it's in your library. I played it through your library, so it was, it was weird. Oh, I, only, I only... Well... There was like there was a big Star Wars sale at one time where I just oh, I right. bought a Maybe bunch of games all yeah. at once and that might have been yeah. why I owned them. But the first time I ever played it was yeah for these mods. Yeah, it was cool. My initial reaction with Jedi Outcast was this looks too dark. Did you think it was a little bit too dark? Maybe not. You're in an index, a little brighter there. And yeah. When I, when I went to the settings and adjusted the brightness all the way up in the game, it still didn't it didn't seem like it made a difference. That was my only issue. Otherwise, yeah, the, the motion controls and everything felt great. Shooting felt great. I, so I was going through shooting stormtroopers. I didn't have a lightsaber. In Jedi Outcast, you just start with a gun. And I went through, and I got stuck at one point. There's this part where you have to shoot this generator or something, that's, and it shoots like a like a a beam or fire or something at you. And I blew up the generator, and then I just didn't know where to go. There was this glass in, by the generator, and I was like, well, do I have to break this glass? And I was trying everything. And I, I read online, like, oh, it was behind the generator. There's some door, but I just never saw it. Then I went to Jedi Knight, Jedi, Jedi Academy, and that one you start with a lightsaber. So that was pretty yeah. cool. And, um, you know, I went through this foresty environment, and, like, I ended up seeing Luke Skywalker. He talks to you and stuff. And, yeah, they seem really cool but i'm not a huge star wars fan i mean i like star wars but you know yeah i'm not big into it so i don't know i don't know if i'll if i'll play it more but they're really done well mod really uh done very well yeah if you like these games then there's no better way to play them they're, they're really well done like the full lot you, you can see if, if you're watching this, some of the video you're like dismemberment and stuff you can yeah. use the lightsaber and throw it and it comes back to you yeah, it looks really cool. It's just too old for me, and I've just got too many other games to play that I'd rather play instead. So um, you'll know if you want to play this game or not. And if you do, I think you'll have a good time with it. And they're free, and they're on GitHub. Yep. So there you go. All right, so now we're going to go to Vampire the Masquerade Justice. I tried this last night. What did you? What did you think? Yeah. I was very impressed. And so good, I... I was like, wow, this is way better than I expected because I had heard negative things about Quest and PSVR 2, but I was like, holy shit, this is this is really impressive. And then it, because of that, I was like, all right, I was playing it through your account, and I was like, oh, well, I got to buy this. So yeah. that's what I do. Anytime I'm playing a game that you know you own and I don't yet, yeah, I'll buy it if it's good enough, and this definitely was. Yeah, yeah I'm, I think it's great. It, yeah. it, it, it literally... It feels like Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, but you're a vampire. It's like the yeah. environments, the look, the art style, everything just it was just like, I felt like, am I in Walking Dead Saints and Sinners? It's like when you, you go to does. this like hideout, you go to this hideout section, that looks just literally looks like Saints and Sinners. It's, uh, it looks great except, though. I mean, that's except you're very powerful and you can drop from any height and not die. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, this. It starts off a bit slow where he obviously gradually gives you different powers. 
after about an hour you get really powerful and yeah it's a real it's a real power fantasy you can really kind of like just take out you know you you, you stay in the shadows or you stay up in the, at the top and like you say you can drop down from any height and you don't get damage and you can just like sneak up behind people grab them and then bring your headset to the neck and you literally drain the blood and and uh that's how you recharge like you have this hunger meter in your health and obviously you get health back by doing that but you also recharge your hunger meter so you need your hunger meter to get powers to use your powers and like you've got different powers like you can you can teleport around like it's like this blink teleport kind of like in dishonored where you can teleport across which feels pretty cool actually the way they've done it and the sound um, but you can the, there's yeah like a yeah flying sound when it does it so yeah it makes it cooler and you can like teleport onto someone and it like instantly kills them like this weird like attack and then you can use you can do one where you like something comes out of your arm and extends onto the head and then it makes the head explode one way you can like set up a trap underneath them and then you can activate it and like these things come up from the ground and kill them. Uh, you can make yourself invisible so you can walk past people and they can't even see you. You can only do that with your hunger meters got any like power in it. So you can't, you, you can't just do it all the time. You've got to kind of like take someone out. You've got, if you can stealth kill them and drain the blood, then you're better off doing that so you can re replenish your hunger meter. You've got rats as well, like there's rats around. You can like pull up into there and catch them and then bite into them to replace some of your hunger meter. And yeah, it looks really, like, graphically, it's really, it looks pretty cool on a video, but in VR, it looks really good, actually. I'm really impressed with like, the visual the polish. It, it feels like a really good quality VR game. And obviously, we spent a good amount of time at the beginning of this talking about Unreal Injector. You still can't be a really good VR game. Like when you go into a VR game like this, which is made for VR and it's obviously got all the VR mechanics, it's just still, to me, as good as the injector is and some of these games are cool to play in VR, I still prefer playing these games overall just because of how cool they feel. Like you feel so much more immersed and everything just feels so much more polished and like the gameplay just feels more built for VR. So yeah. This is like this was like a reminder to me that yeah you know what made for VR games are still really really good. The it's funny you say that. Stopped... Sorry, it's funny you say that because I was thinking the exact same thing when I was playing this. Yeah, yeah. Some people were saying that oh the injector is going to stop people from buying VR games and stuff, but I don't agree with that. Like, like I bought this myself with my own money and I didn't get a key for it or anything. I just it came out. I saw it. It's only twenty pound at the moment on a discount, or it will was like when it released. That so was like fine, twenty pound. And I think it's about six, seven hours long or something. So it's a decent length game. And yeah, it's it's a really good game. I recommend getting it. Vampire Masquerade Justice. It's a really solid. It's a like a power fantasy almost because you've got you are so powerful. You have got to obviously like I say replenish your hunger and stuff, but you you're not. Like, yeah, I did. I've, I have died a couple of times, but you still, once you start to get a hang of the hours, it's really, really fun to play. Yeah, once they see you and there's multiple enemies, like they can shoot you and kill you pretty fast. Yeah. So, yeah, I got killed. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have like a glass cannon type of thing where you can't take a lot of hits. Yeah. But you've got powers where you can, it's really cool. Like you can climb up, like 
drain pipes and stuff. And then you walk along these ledges and then you can teleport across to different sections. You can kind of like stalk people from above and then drop down behind them and and then suck their blood. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the issue people are having with the other one, the quest in PSVR 2, is I think it was mostly performance. And I didn't have any performance issues on this one. You shouldn't do that. I mean, no, yeah. performance is fine for me. Um, like the settings as well, you can send stuff down, but I left things pretty much Ultra. Decent, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great game. Really good game. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to go. I beat Asgard's Wrath 2 finally. Nice. So there are seven sagas. First saga is kind of like just a tu- tutorial. The second one is the whole desert thing, which is what most of the footage you see. The desert, in my opinion, is way too long. I think most people won't make it out of the desert. You, you're the this character. Too long. That, yeah, the game's too long. It. Quests, unfortunately, don't tell you how long you played a game. Probably took 60 hours. I don't know for sure. Uh, you're a Braxis. That was in, just, or, that that's just mainline in the story. You didn't like do side quests and stuff, did you? Yeah, I very briefly tried the Uncharted Rifts and said, nope, I'm going back to the campaign. I've heard some people that are doing like tons of Uncharted Rifts stuff, and I don't, I don't get how that, that's uh, interesting. Is that like the roguelike mode, isn't it? Yeah, where you just fight waves of enemies. I don't know how that. Yeah, why would you want to fun. do that when you're going to be doing the you're going to be doing the combat yeah. so much throughout the game? Why would you want to like just dedicate just to that when you're going to be doing it anyway? So you may as well just play the actual I have, game. I have no. Well, there's all this armor and weapon upgrades and stuff that I never even got to do because I didn't have enough shit to make them. So maybe that's all what right. their goal is. They're like, I want to make all the grind. Yeah, I want to grind and make all the best armor, but I didn't. I played it on the default normal difficulty. I didn't need all that other special armor and shit. But maybe if you play on the hardest difficulty, maybe you do. Yeah. I don't know. So, Saga Two is in the desert with a Braxis. It's just a standard warrior type dude. I don't know if this is too spoilery, but Saga Three, you get a new character where you play. She's is female, a female. She's my favorite character. Cyrene, because she had these cool weapons, this harp that shoots out projectiles, which was way better than using a Braxis's hammer, which is constantly doing constantly doing a throwing motion. I read some people saying they think they got like tendonitis and injuries and shit oh, from really? doing that fucking hammer so many times. So yeah, Cyrene had cool weapons, and then Saga Four, you go to hell. It's just like lava, hellish place, and you're a woman again who has bow and arrow. She has these bombs that she can throw. She's pretty good. And and yeah, that saga was that saga was pretty good. Then Saga Five is just a long cutscene. Saga Six, you, you play as another a new character who's like a necromancer type dude. He is really weird. His combat's really weird. He you throw your head at the enemies. You just grab your head. He, he's kind of like a he seems like some sort of zombie guy. And you throw it at the enemy, and then your head kind of overtakes the enemies, and then you can drain their life from them um, once your head's right. overtaken them. And it fills up your shield. But if you use his weapon, his projectile weapon, it, you lose shield. It's really weird. So you could end up completely losing all of your shield just by like shooting at some enemies. So then what he ends up, you end up just being like, well, I'm just going to go in melee. 
So I just went in meleeing everywhere. Like whereas most of the game, you either just like throw your hammer or do your sirene harp projectiles. So maybe they did this character to force you to do a bunch of melee. And I eventually got, I figured it out and got good with him. But it was weird getting used to his uh, his attacks. Oh, and he also had portals. So like like in the game Portal, so you would make. Right an orange portal and then somewhere else make, you know, a purple portal. And then you could go through the portals were a pain in the ass. Cause you had to shoot orbs through the portals for some puzzles. And then it had to come out the other end and then hit a very specific spot. It was a huge pain in the ass sometimes to make that work. Right. Then, uh, so saga, what was that? That was saga six. I think yes. Saga six was that dude. Then saga seven, you pick one of the four characters. Did I say four characters? Wait. There's a Braxis. There's Cyrene. There's the neck. Oh, and then then the Hell. You're the woman with the. Uh, I don't remember her name with the bow and arrow. And then the, the fourth oh, character yeah. is that necromancer guy. You can pick which one you want to use against the final, the final boss. There you, you fight some boss. I don't know his name. Then you fight the final boss, Loki. Oh, yeah. the final boss fight was cool. You know, that's what you kind of imagine, expect. It's just kind of this long, really epic thing. There's a lot of scenes in this game where you you have to, there's a lot of timing-based stuff where you have to, like, hook, like, kind of like a in a Zelda game where you have a hook shot, and you have to hook shot on a stuff at the precise right time. So you will get frustrated in that, this game in some sections where you're not hook shotting onto something in time and you end up just falling to your death over and over and over again. There's a lot of that. But it's a good game. It's just definitely not for me a 10 out of 10. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. For me, this is more like a 7, 7.5 out of 10 for me, honestly. Yeah. Like the it's first game. So, first game. so long and so yeah. repetitive. Mm. Sorry, what were you going to say? So how, do you take, how do you take a game for 60 hours and keep it interesting. It's like, I don't think it's even possible. I don't know. I mean, because they change the characters up. That's the only way. Yeah, but even then, them. like, then that's like if you've got four characters, then you you're still spending what fifteen hours a character or something. It's yeah. It's like I don't know. I mean, I haven't played it, so I, I need to get. a... am probably gonna have to order a Quest Three to be honest. But because they've got the offer on until March, where you get this game for free, so I, I probably best off ordering before that yeah um and yeah it's just i don't know the first game was too long for me that took me like 25 hours like them saying it's 60 hours is like oh that, that's yeah. that's a turn off yeah it's not yeah it's not and there's something, not something I yeah something that they never explain in the game which i had to learn from reading discords and stuff is that once you're done with one character you have to go buy a potion called like the potion of emptiness you, you, and then you drink, drink that, and then it'll reset his skill tree. And all those skill points will carry over to your next character. So you can oh. really power up your next character, but the game never tells you that. Oh, right. So once I did that, I was like, this is powerful as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little tip. It's still good. It's still, still a good game, though. I mean, yeah. If you, if you, if you buy a Quest 3 now, obviously you get it free. So it's like, you, know, you can't complain at that. And it's very impressive that this can run on a mobile 
the mobile device. And that's and they still haven't really done like a big Quest Three upgrade yet. Like it's still yeah technically a Quest Two version. So yeah, they the still... fact that that's on the Quest Two that's it is really impressive what they've done. You can do higher frame rate, like ninety hertz, but I was finding the ninety hertz was giving me bad performance. So I I've been playing it at seventy two. Yeah. It's too too inconsistent. And then um, what was the other thing they updated? I don't remember. There's one other thing that I can't remember now. But they have not updated the textures yet. That's still coming in the future. Yeah, that's what I'm going to wait for, I think. Yeah. All right, I want to go to mixture demo. I yeah, tried this, I was yes, just I tried this yesterday, too. Oh, I tried it yesterday mm. also. I thought uh, this was something I was really looking forward to because I like Moss a lot. Yeah. Um, mm. And this is obviously kind of a Moss-like where you're controlling a little character, like a little moth character. Mm. And you're also this person creating like spells and throwing things and interacting with the world and the character and stuff. So I thought that would be really cool. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Like visually, I like the art style, but the environments in the demo looked really bland, like and uninteresting to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought the combat was kind of it didn't feel like you control this little character and you can do combat and stuff, but it wasn't crunchy enough. It didn't feel like you were getting much feedback when you were hitting them. It just felt a bit weak. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it just made it not like when you when you play Moss, like you get little pops and sounds and when you hit characters and stuff, and it just feels really good. This that there's no real audible or like there's no vibration. There's nothing to give you feedback on when you're like hitting character, hitting enemies. Like the enemies don't really react and move mm. as much as you'd want when you hit. It's like it's the combat, the combat and the the environments are definitely like quest environments that haven't been like upgraded or had any sort of work done for the PC or the PSVR two as well. Um, yeah, maybe they just so yeah the resolution. Maybe that's all. They yeah. Do. So I'm not I'm not really that hyped on it anymore after playing the demo. Because it comes out... Um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'll say it. No one listens anyway. But it's March, early March. It comes to PC and um, PSVR 2. So it's next mm. month. It's getting a release. But yeah, it's, for me, it was just like... Mm, I don't know. And again, because we've got so many other things I'd rather play, it's like I didn't actually finish the demo because I was like, oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I got to a point where there was a flying enemy, and I was like, I can't reach the flying enemy. You don't, you can't jump in this game. Uh, you do a dash, and he moves pretty slowly without the jet. Oh dash. yeah, that's so then really I, annoying. I, that flying enemy, I had to like, I had to, I had to use a mixture that they hadn't even taught me about yet. Um, right. So I and I had to throw. So this is called mixture because you make mixtures that you end up throwing for different reasons like to attack enemies or to put down something that the guy can jump on or or like if there's an obstacle in the way you can throw this mixture at it that i guess will weaken it and then your your guy can uh then attack it to get through even that's not really because all you do is like you suck up these things with your hand and then you literally just have a menu where you just grab something from the menu and you throw it like there's no I was expecting you to like mix stuff together with both hands and like conjure stuff or do some sort of spell or something. And you just, mm-hmm. you just press a button, grab something, throw it. 
That's basically it. It's I also not... didn't like there all these little text cutscenes things. That was annoying to me. Did that bother yeah, too you? Yeah, too much story. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, the movement in a game like this. The movement really annoyed me because you yeah. like you've got like these big environments sometimes, and you walk so fucking slow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a shame because like I say, when in, in theory, when looking at the trailer and everything, I thought I thought this game was going to be really cool, and I'm not that impressed. Some stuff didn't look right as well, in like some some of the effects didn't look right in in VR. Like when you move your head, that like, they look weird. I don't know if you saw that. No. Like certain reflective environments looked a bit weird. Oh, yeah. They didn't. Mm. Yeah, it was. I'm not going to rush out and buy it. Let's put it that way. When it comes out. Okay. Next thing is this Ocean Rift MR thing. This is a, a free update to Ocean Rift. I did this. This is cool. Um, so you can put, you know, if you've done Ocean Rift before, it came out on Gear VR. I mean, it's old, but you can put now aquarium glass basically on your walls and walk around and it, it really is convincing i mean it does because the it changes the lighting in your room to match the light from the aquarium yeah. glass so like it'll make your room look like more blue ish and you can push a button to feed sharks and then a shark will come and eat the meat for me it's kind of a one-time thing maybe it's a cool demo to show people you know, it's I, I MR though it. to me. Like this MR stuff yeah. all just feels like you do it, it's like oh it's cool, and then you just never do it again. Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I showed it to a scuba diver, a big time scuba diver, and she was like really into it. But I mean she had, she she was v, new to VR. So yeah, on your ceiling you could put a tank. And well it's yeah, all it and it's really all cool. con- yeah, it's all connected. So like that shark, right? Maybe it'll go over the top now. Let's see. Yeah, it went over the top. So it looks, it's cool. Yeah. But if you've already done Ocean Rift before, it's okay. I've already done all this. It's the same thing. It's just you're seeing less of the actual game world. It's really what it is. Probably more immersive, but obviously there's yeah. not really any, there's no gameplay. There's no, there's no game there. It's just yeah cool thing you're not going to do it you're not going to sit there in your room with this thing maybe some people do like just have it on in the background i don't feel like the quest 3 is good enough to to be productive in i don't know if you feel that like could you sit with this on like have this no. in the background and do work no do do work through the pass through yeah like have a, like no. a virtual screen and then like like sit and do some video editing or something on the screen while you've got this in the background sort of thing you know I've never tried like I'm okay. So right now I'm looking at my desktop and it's high res enough that, yeah, I mean, I definitely could do that. I have no desire to. No. I think they need uh, to get more comfortable for me. Uh, way more comfortable. That. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't make me any better or faster at the, at the task I'm doing. But I do. I do like, uh, some like day trading stuff where I'm messing with like stock market and um, yeah. I have to have I've got like a big widescreen uh, widescreen monitor and another smaller monitor with my charts and stuff on there so for me like if it was good enough I'd love to be able to because then I, then I could just literally I won't have a setup I could be any 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 room and I could just mm-hmm. pull up 
you know, as many mon- as many monitors as I want, and it'd be like it'd be perfect for me. I just don't. Maybe I need to get a Quest Three to try that actually. But yeah, I just don't feel like. Actually, you know what? You just. I'm thinking. I need to get a Quest Three. If you think it's good enough to be able to, do you think it's good enough to do that? I don't. So what I don't know is like how you do multiple screens. You know, I got virtual desktop just to be able virtual to desktop, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm using virtual desktop just to play games. I don't really, I haven't messed with it much with my desktop. So I don't know how that works, like having multiple screens. I don't even know what I would do to make that happen. Hmm. I'm thinking Actually. about, I'm thinking of a real good use case for a Quest like I wonder 3. If, I wonder if you have to have multiple physical screens in order to have multiple virtual I don't think so. I think you can create as many because you can create as many screens as you want. I think that's the whole point is that you don't have to have the screens physically. You just if it, it basically mm-hmm. tricks Windows into thinking you've got an sc- extra screen when you haven't so that it just creates more and more screens. I mean, I think that's the whole idea. I guess. So yeah, if I could do that, then that would be pretty cool to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So then I won't like if I'm traveling or something. I won't have to take all my gear with me. I don't have to check all my. I need, yeah, you know what? I think I've just sold myself to buy a Quest Three. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do some traveling soon, and um, like the thought of having to take all my fucking setup and everything, like all my screens and shit, and it's just gonna be an absolute nightmare. So that could really be a good reason to to get one. Get an Apple Vision Pro. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Three three and a half grand. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. I'm sure it's better at doing that, but I'm not going to spend that much for it. Oh yeah, Brad Lynch. He claims he he's not going to use his monitor anymore, and he's only going to use the Apple Vision Pro. So yeah, fanboy though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's actually he claims he's not an Apple fanboy, but he did already have. I think he did already have Apple products. So who knows? Uh all right, we'll go to the next thing. More water stuff. Whitewater VR extreme kayaking adventure demo. I tried this last yep. night too. It's cool. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. The only thing I, is, I I kind of thought it was a little hard to control, but maybe that's because of the rapids. Um, I thought it was easier to control because uh, there's another game called Kayak Mirage, and I don't mm-hmm. like the controls in that. Like, because oh, okay. what happens is you you can paddle like say you paddle on your right. And you can keep paddling on your right in Kayak Mirage, and you can turn left. Is that right? It turns your opposite yeah. side. Yeah, absolutely. But you can also stick the or the paddle in on the right and hold yeah. it in, and then you'll yeah. do like a sharp right. Yeah. So what ends up happening for me is that as I'm trying to paddle constantly on the right to go left, it's also trying to do the right turn, like the sharp right turn. So then oh. even though my... I don't know. I don't, maybe it's just me. I've even contacted the developers. That no matter how fast I try and paddle, it still seems feels like it's like pulling me back to the right when I'm trying to go left, and it really annoys mm. me to the point where I just didn't. Because it's like there's in Kayak Mirage, there's like time trials and stuff you can do, which I really wanted to try and do, like the times. Mm-hmm. But I just can't get to to grips with the controls. Whereas this one, White Water, what's it called? White Water VR Extreme Kayaking. Yeah, it's um. It's more responsive. If I paddle to the right, it goes left way quicker. And then it just feels more balanced. Like I can feel like I've got way more control 
of my steering. Obviously, you are fighting against the rapids, so it's harder to control in a way, but that's what makes it more fun because, like, with Kayak Mirage, you're just on a flat surface just paddling around, whereas this, you've got, like, proper cool... Like, visually, it looks really good with the with the rapids and everything. Um, mm -hmm. Really impressive in VR. And, yeah, you're, like, you're fighting against the rapids. You're trying to steer yourself and avoid rocks and stuff. And, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than... Kayak Mirage. I don't think it's as polished and visually I don't think it's quite as good like it looks great on the video mm -hmm. but in VR it's a little bit soft, a little bit blurry textures aren't quite as high quality the environments don't look quite as polished um, it still looks great, like if you crank the super sampling up a bit, mm -hmm. it definitely makes a difference but for me on my PC I could only go up to 1.2 because um, it was struggling but yeah, it's I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun, but I don't know how much time I would ever put into it. Like, it's one of the things. Once you've gone through all the levels, how much more time? It's like Kayak Mirage. How much time am I going to spend in it? I don't know, but it's fun. I like it. So in the demo, you get one level. You're not in this video. You're seeing multiple. This is the level right here. If you're watching the video, this is the one yeah. that you do in the demo. And um, it my first run. It took me like. 11 and a half minutes to get through it and then it, it, it told me 10 on leader minutes. 10 minutes well wait to wait till you hear this <laughs> then it told me okay. right rank was was 317th and i was like i can do better so then i went through it again okay. and then i got 21st with the oh time of like six minutes something um see that's that's a good thing you you really like that sort of leaderboard stuff i don't really give yeah. a shit about especially that. if it, especially if it shows your friends which it didn't show but I want to see. I want to compete with my friends for sure. Yeah, Alfonso will compete with you. He's really competitive with that sort of yeah, stuff. I don't. I really don't I'll care. I'll kick his ass. I'll kick his little ass. What I want is a, if they put like times, like if you like gold meat. I like stuff where you've got like medals. Like if you get like a, a bronze, silver, gold, so you've got like these specific times to go for. Yeah. I like that sort of stuff. But if I, if it's just like against my friends, that's just. Uh, it's just because you're constantly going, I'm going to beat you and then you're going to beat me. And it's like, oh, I can't be bothered. No. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kayak Mirage, VR Mirage, like I did each level, I think, like once. Then I was like, all right, well, it's kind of boring. This is more, kind of this boring, is more yeah. fun. This is more fun because, yeah, the, the rapids and shit. Yeah, it's the rapids yeah. that make it. Like, like I said, yeah. it looks great. I think the controls are more responsive and better. The rapids make it more interesting. Um, it's like a but, time trial thing as well, where you have to click boxes. But I, that was yeah, really so hard. I couldn't do that. I didn't try that. I. But one thing I know, you can't push with your oars against the sides. They'll probably add that because the Armourage didn't have that initially, and they had to they had to update it. Yeah, the but physics yeah. are not as good. Like when you hit something, or like you can't push yourself off. At one point, I went off into like I ended up going off onto like the land, and I could still paddle. I could still stick my paddle in and paddle when it was like water splash. Oh yeah, it was acting like water for me too when I was on the land. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's no sound as well. Like the sound could do with a bit more. Like when you hit something, there's no sound mm. of you hitting something. Mm. If like I say, it just feels a bit. It leaves a bit more polish. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I think it's cool though. Like as long yeah. as it's not too expensive, I'll definitely get it. Yeah. All right. Walk about mini golf. Around the world in eighty days, we played this with Josh, and uh, oh, yeah. just like most of these, it's like, yeah, they're, yeah, it's good. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's not really much to say. The only thing I'll say yeah. is that, and I know maybe I was being naive, but it was called Around the World in 80 Days, but you're literally mm -hmm. on the Eiffel Tower. Like, okay. Yeah. If it was called Eiffel Tower, I'd be like, of oh, course, cool, this is on the Eiffel Tower. But because it was pitched as Around the World in 80 Days, it was like, I was expecting you to like teleport. Because like, we played the last one, which was that, um, what was it called? That uh... Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf, because we had that one, which was so cool and creative, and you teleport to different places, I thought that's what they were going to do with this. I thought they were going to like have an area where you were like in Paris, an area where you were going to be like somewhere else, and I thought that would be a really cool, creative way of doing it, but it's just literally in Paris on the Eiffel Tower. It's still cool, but there's not really much to say other than, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's like, big, it's cool. Big news is you got a PSVR too. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, someone in the Discord, um, Drew, uh, a friend of mine, he um, he bought one to buy to play Resident Evil Four VR, and then said he wasn't really wasn't bothered about it, and I could have it for two hundred and fifty pounds. So I was like, "Damn, I can't resist that." Because there's normally over here the five hundred and thirty pounds. Um, so it was less than half price, and even second hand they go for like. I even said to him like, "Dude, the, the four hundred pounds second hand on eBay, just sell it on eBay." And he was like, "Nah, fine, you can have it for that." I was like, "Fine, you know, I'll, I'll have it." And then I bought a PS yeah. uh, Five Slim. Um, so the, I, I had to buy prescription lenses, and I needed to buy a comfort kit, which I'll talk about in a minute. So the whole thing cost me six hundred and something pound, which I think. Including the PS5 and the headset and everything, I think it's fine. Like for a full system, I think that's pretty good. Like for me, yeah, I don't think that's too bad. Um, and yeah, I've the headset itself, which I'll go over quickly because everyone's already heard so many people talk about this. I think that the um, the screens are a mixed bag. I think that they look like I love the HDR. I love the obviously the OLED colors. Um, the HDR, especially, I feel like there's times where, like in Resident Evil Four, that they'll throw a Molotov cocktail at night at you, and then all of a sudden, like you've got like these flames that fire up right in front of you, and like the just the brightness and the intensity of the flames, and obviously the color of the way the color pops just looks really, really good in in the headset. Just certain circumstances, like in in Gran Turismo Seven. If you're on a really bright sunny day, like when you look out of the windscreen, like you've got that, you know, in in real life when it's really sunny outside and you've got like that glare off the tarmac and it's right really bright where you feel like you need sunglasses. Mm -hmm. It's got that intensity to the brightness where it feels like you know, wow, that's really bright, sunny outside. It just, it's just got those moments where the HDR and the brightness really makes a difference to that. Just how real things feel, like how the lighting feels. I heard um, that before. Some people were like, "I had to squint because yeah, it was so yeah." Bright. It feels yeah. really good. Like if you if you're in like a like there's a section in in um, Resident Evil Four where you're on this boat and I park the mm -hmm. boat up and it's got like a spotlight on the front of the boat. And I look back and the spotlight was shining on the water and the brightness of the reflection of the the spotlight was like bright. It was like really wow, that's really bright. Like it would be in real life. So. Hmm. HDR is really impressive. The colors are really impressive. 
like in Grand Terminal Seven, sometimes like the, some of the cars, like if they're like a really vivid, um, like blue or a yellow, the color just really pops. Like, like the brake lights really pop in the headset, and it looks really, really good. Like the 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 gl- it makes the, the gloss on the paint really shiny, and the colors look deep, and and it just it does make a difference. It's definitely, um, it's definitely impressive. The downside is Miura, um, which is actually, obviously, I've heard people talk about, which if you don't know what it is, it's basically like, you might know more, but it's like a mismatch between the two screens or something. That's it the, causes the like a... inconsistent lighting between the pixels. Yeah. So some pixels are brighter than other pixels. Yeah. I thought they could stop that with with software, like if they calibrated the screens. Well, like, but I think yeah, they... Oculus did that with that spud stuff. Yeah, um, but then it I affects the brightness. I don't know. Yeah. It has some downsides, but it's not yeah. like a free thing. But yeah, it's it's. I wait. I noticed. I noticed the mirror instantly. It's like a. It's kind of like screen door, but it's not screen door. It's like this mesh, like a really fine, mm. ultra fine mesh mm-hmm. that's stuck to your face. So wherever you look, it kind of follows your view. Um, but I will say it, that it's worse than it's worse than dark scenes. Yeah, it's way worse in dark scenes, which, which is the other thing. Like people say, oh, you know, you can get true blacks in this OLED screen. It's like, well, yeah, that's great. Apart from the fact that you've got fucking mirror, which ruins the dark scenes. So, I'd say like darker scenes, especially like anything that's grayish, like a grayish color, like mm-hmm. mostly gray. Like if the screens, like if you're on a, if you're in GT7, it's like a gray, gray day with the gray tarmac. You can see it a lot more. Um, but if it's like a bright day or the most of the time you don't see it. Most of the time it's not that bad. You can see it, but it's not like it's it just goes to the back of your mind and you don't really notice it. But there are times where like I went into this like cave section in Resident Evil 4 and it was really, really bad. Um I was like, wow, that looks really terrible. Um mm-hmm. there's got smearing as well. Do you know like um like I was in a cave section and like you could see like smearing, smudging of the blacks where it's like you shouldn't be it's like really black and splodgy at places on the screen. Hmm. And then it kind of goes away as you get closer to it. So it's, it's yeah, the dark scenes don't look, they look good in certain scenarios. Um, but if it's just pure dark, it don't look great. It's like, it looks better if you're like, you're in a dark scene with like a fire or a flame or there's something going on. But if it's just pure dark, uh, like dark, gray, dark, like it doesn't look that great to be honest. But majority of time, it's not like that. Majority of time, it looks great. And uh, overall, I do like the screens, but I wouldn't swap them for my index screens just because of the Miura and because of the times when it doesn't look as good. Because um, when I went back to index after and I played that Vampire uh, Masquerade Justice, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this looks really good. Like, I, I, It would look, if you didn't have the Miura, it would look better in the PSVR 2 because the colors would pop way more. But I do personally prefer index screens because you don't you haven't got that Miura. Um, wow, that's like that's really surprising that you. I, I, I haven't tried a PSVR two, but wow, that you prefer index. It's over, just the Miura, yeah. like I say, the Miura. Yeah. Get rid of the Miura, and it'd be it'd be awesome. Um, yeah. But just when you've yeah. got that, it just pulls me out of the experience when you've got that like mm-hmm. film, like 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 mm-hmm. fine grain film, like on your view. It just really pulls me out immediately of the PSVR of the game. one had that really bad. 
Yeah, I've I've heard heard, I've heard that this is better than that. Yeah, everyone says it's better. Yeah. So if it was if it was really bad on the on the PS3 one, then yeah, that must suck because it's worse than I thought. I'll be honest; I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was on the PS4 yeah. too. So the PSVR one was an RGB stripe OLED. So the screen door in that thing was pretty good, but it had the bad mir- mirror. But a, and a lot of people complained. Were like, "What is this screen door shit?" I'm saying, and, and I think it was really just the the mirror, mirror, yeah. mirror, however the hell it's pronounced. Mirror, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the lenses, um, the lenses are bad. Um, there's no getting around it. Okay. Uh, the, the when you get them in the sweet spot, it's fine. Um, but the sweet spot is so fucking small. I've I've had a real hard time with this headset getting it comfortable, getting it to the point where I can keep it in the sweet spot. I've just just about done it. Like today, I actually played a couple of hours of Resident Evil Four earlier on. And I, mm-hmm. I was I was fine, I was comfortable, and I could I would have carried on, but um, I needed to have something to eat. But but for did like, get, put like twenty get, hours. Did you, sorry, did you get an extra strap or some shit? Yeah, I, I had to, the standard comfort's dog shit. I hated the yeah. standard comfort. I know that some people are fine with it, and I, it's going to be subjective because I was thinking about this because I was thinking, well, how come some people have it where it's okay? I think the problem is that. The way that the headset's designed is it's got like this pad at the top, which is supposed to sit on your forehead. And mm-hmm. maybe I've got a small forehead or something. You know, like my eyes aren't that far up from the top of my head. And because the pad, only the only the bottom part of that pad sits on my forehead. There's a, like okay. a, there's a section like at the top of the pad, which is literally just floating in above my head. Yeah. And if I try to pull the pad down onto my forehead. And obviously the headset sits too low and it's not in the sweet spot anymore. So mm-hmm. I think if you've got a bigger forehead, maybe a normal forehead, I don't know, maybe I've got a small forehead, but so that the pad sits like fully supported on your head and rests on your forehead, mm-hmm. I can imagine that it would be a lot more comfortable. But for me, like I'm literally balancing like the bottom part of the pad on my forehead. And then mm-hmm. you've got like this hard plastic behind it. There's no padding on the on the standard padding is like non-existent on the headset so it's literally you've got a bit plastic digging into your head and on top of that because there's no top strap and because the sweet spot small we the sweet stop oh fucking hell sweet spot is so small i have to crank up the tightness to stop it from constantly dropping and, and falling out of the sweet spot mm. so like 20 minutes and i was ready to take the headset off it was really painful um i didn't like it standard i couldn't i couldn't use it I have a big forehead, and PSVR one killed my forehead. Wasn't it more uh, like a pinch for you? Like, uh, yeah, they had the thing. Yeah, some... there was elastic in the band that like made it like a vice on my damn forehead. So I had to take, I had to detach the elastic, and that helped. But then I had to wear the headset in a really weird way because the elastic. Yeah. Like then I had to put the back of the band up really high to keep to get the screens at the right angle. It was, yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah, it's not. That's the thing because you've, you've got to get the screens at the right angle. So you've, you, there's only really one way you can really put it to get the screens to sit right in the eyes with the sweet spot in the right place. Mm-hmm. And if sometimes it, some, it feels kind of like you need to move it in a different position, but you can't because of the lenses and the sweet spot. And obviously, everyone's heads different, everyone's eyes are different. You know, 
like I say, everyone's foreheads are going to be different. Everyone's head sizes are going to be different. So it's difficult to make a headset that's going to work perfectly for everybody. Um, so if you if you own the headset and you say it's really comfortable, I believe you. Um, I just think for me, with my forehead, my head shape, it wasn't comfortable at all. Like at all. It was. As soon as I put it on, it's fine. It's just, it just like it's just like this buildup of pressure on my forehead, and eventually it gets to the point where I just want to take it off, and it gives me a headache. So I couldn't use it standard. So I bought um, it was fifty pounds. It's called a cluster. Globular, globular cluster, fucker, uh, some sort of head strap thing. It comes. It, it's quite good actually. It's fifty pounds, but it comes with loads of stuff. But you've got this replacement plastic bits that clip off. You clip off the standard thing, and you clip on this new thing, and it's got like uh, three different pads you can choose from, different fabrics um, that you can put on the top, and then you've got like a cup that replaces the back. And then the cup sits like on the back of your head and it holds the headset in place way better than the standard uh, strap. And you've got a top strap. They've got two different top straps. They've got a straight normal one, what you see on normal headsets. And then they've got one which has got like a padding, like a spongy padding. I've actually used, I've actually switched to, I think that's what's made the difference. I've switched to the spongy padding one. And it's actually more comfortable with that for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've fucked about with this thing for days now, and I finally think I've I've changed the padding, I've tried the different paddings out. The one I went for was like this pleather one, just because it's got a thicker padding and it seems to not squash as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also had to what I've had to do is like it's like a velcro thing that straps onto the top. I've had to unvelcro it and then move it down so it's kind of don't sit where it should sit. It kind of sits a little bit further down and overhangs the bottom a little bit. Because I've done that now, it's it's comfortable. But yeah, it's not a great design. Um, it, it's put me off Halo straps. I know that's probably not as bad on the the Quest with the uh, the Bobo head strap. But yeah, it's I pref- I do prefer the Index. Like the Index, I've got the Index on now. We've been sat for two hours and I'm fine with it. So. This Bobo Halo thing started bothering me, so I added a top strap for nine ninety nine. I I got this bobo retrofit kit that had a top strap on amazon for like 999 and uh that that's helping but yeah i definitely prefer yeah, a top, top strap. strap it's it's from front to back you need yeah. a top strap you need to be able to yeah. support has stop it from dropping um and it, it, because you have the top strap you can release the pressure you don't need it as tight so yeah the top straps are essential i think but yeah i definitely recommend this even if you're happy with the with the um, with the fit standard, I still think you should get this kit because it's only going to make it even more comfortable with the top strap and everything. Um, yeah, which, how much time we got? Because you've got to go in a bit. Um, let me try and we have, rush we have ten this. minutes. Now we have nine. Oh shit! So we're just going to skip. We'll just skip the uh, the upcoming games. We'll just end with your PSVR two stuff. All right, let me quickly go through this then. Yeah. Bottom line is headsets comfortable now, but it's not when it's, when it's uh, default. The lenses are shit. You have to get them in the sweet spot. When you get them in the sweet spots, they're fine, but you still can't walk around as much as I'd like. Controls are good. I like the haptics. Um, my hands get a bit sweaty on them for some reason, though. I don't know why. It's the plastic or something they use. Uh, yeah, and the games I've played, I'll talk about the ones I've played fully. Um, GT7. I tried the Horizon 
call the mountain demo. I tried the Star Wars Enhanced Edition thingy demo, and I've recently bought Resident Evil 4 VR, which has just got an update on a price. It's now £35, so really good price in my opinion. And yeah, the, the good thing about the PSVR 2 is the games. The games are absolutely awesome. Um, GT7 is up there with one of my favorite games I've ever played now. I absolutely love this game. Wow. If you're a car nerd, if you're a car nerd like me and you've got like a steering wheel and stuff, fucking awesome. It's like I absolutely love it. I've put like 25 hours into it already and it's just I just can't stop playing it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's great. It looks it, it visually it looks um like it looks really clear in the like the short term like when the cars next to you and everything. It's a little bit soft further off into the distance, but it's still fine. I still think it looks good. It's, I mean, I'm fussy about this stuff, and it's fine for me. I think it looks, you know, it's more than playable. Um, Resident Evil 4 looks great. Again, a little bit soft maybe towards the, the distance, but overall looks really perfectly sharp and clear. Um, Resident Evil 4 VR is really, really, really good. Like, I've been playing that. I bought it because it, the price dropped, and I've just been playing it non-stop this weekend i've put like five hours into it already it's just great it's just a great game and the vr port's really good like the, the gun handling's really good the way that they've done like uh, the recoil with the haptics and then we've got like a little i don't know what it is like it's like a slight blur in like a depth of field or something with the head like with the vision mm -hmm. like a split second thing but it, it makes such a difference to the power of the guns i still think developers should be more creative with that stuff they it's like with Bulletstorm, like they've not done any sort of effects or stuff. Like with um, Crossfire Sierra Squad, they've got that little bit of a head shake. It does make a difference. I think it does make the games, the guns feel more powerful, and they've done that in, in Resident Evil 4. I was actually surprised as well with um, they've not like held back on certain things. Like you can drop off of ledges and stuff, and you literally drop. You don't like teleport down or just nice. put to third person. Yeah, Asgard's uh, Rat 2 yeah. won't let you drop down. Yeah, you can just drop down. You press a button. Mm to do it but then it literally just drops like sometimes you drop really quick as well it's like some people might struggle with that but it's got like tunneling and, and vignette and stuff like that um and yeah there's some stuff that flicks to third person like if you do that roundhouse kick it flicks to third person which i don't use you don't need to use it so i've just not been bothering using it um okay yeah the gun handling is really only, good you only use it if you're out of ammo i guess uh, I used it twice really early on in the game. Um, but I've, one thing I will say is the game's kind of easy. I'm a, I'm mm. kind of wish I'd started on hard um, mm. because in VR, I, I feel like I can just blast through them pretty quick. I had the same problem with the Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, the Resident Evil 4 mod with Quest 2. It's really, really easy. This is a bit harder, but um, yeah, I'm not finding it too much of a challenge. So if you want a challenge... You might want to start on hard. I thought about restarting the game on hard, but I've, like, I'm five hours in, and I don't think I want to do that. But yeah, it's um, it's, it's pretty easy. It's still fun though. Like shooting feels really good. It's got full manual reloading. The reloading was really well done. It feels really polished. Uh, yeah, it's just a great. It's just a great game. It's got a a solid VR port that I'm just really enjoying. Like I just can't put the game down. It's really visually. It's like really impressive one of the best games i've seen in vr i mean I, I i'm gonna wait till i've finished it but i think this could definitely be up there with you know it's in my top three probably hmm. um same with gt7 like 
Vertical 2 is no longer my VR game of 2023. Let's put it that way. So hmm. I bought it for twenty nine ninety nine, dollars 4 on Steam, and I'm waiting for my savior, Prey Dog, to release the mod. The first person mod with motion controls. Whenever that yeah, happens. Yeah, I don't know when. I don't know when it'll happen, no. but it's it's no. it's going to be worth playing it in VR, definitely. Uh, I will say that I'm obviously I played the mods, the other games in with the mods, and this is obviously like you've got to deal with reprojection, which if you're playing with smooth turn is a problem. I will say that I have no issues with the reprojection at all because I don't use smooth turn. I literally physically mm -hmm. turn my body. I don't even barely notice it. Um, the only time I've noticed it is in um, Rise and Call of the Mountain demo. When you turn your head, for some reason, the reason it's really bad in that game, like when you turn your head, you can still see like some slight blurring when you actually move your head around. Um, like It's like a slight motion blur almost. So I don't know what they've done with that game where the, the reprojection is quite bad in it, but it's still fine. Um, if you physically turn, it, but yeah, I it looks like a really bright game. So I wonder if the brightness has something to do with it. Maybe. Yeah. I was listening to the Recenter podcast, and Rog was saying that for whatever reason, when he's like climbing, and if he uses mm -hmm. smooth turn when he's climbing, yeah, he, he sees no reprojection. Yeah. Um, I think there's something with the game. There's something they've done because I've, like I say, I don't see that blurring with i turn my head with resident evil 4 i don't see that blurring and gran turismo 7 looks great like i've not seen reprojection really barely noticing it at all um maybe i'm not sensitive to it i don't know but for me it's not an issue at all I, i'm not it's not like oh shit it's not like i'm playing and i'm like oh i wish this would be great if it didn't have reprojection i just don't even think about it it's not it's not a problem mm -hmm. um yeah call the mountains good i played the demo which was actually surprisingly long um i thought it was just going to be the boat section at the beginning to like showcase people but you actually get off the boat you get your bow and arrow one thing i didn't like about the bow and arrow is that you do you know like normally you've got a bow and arrow game you move your hand the arrow aims and then the hand with the bow is fixed with mm -hmm. this it's the opposite so you aim with the bow hand and the hand with the bow with the arrow is fixed which feels mm. a bit odd yeah. But it uses aim, it uses the eye tracking to like assist your aim anyway, um, which you can turn off if you want to. But I didn't personally want to do that because of the bow and arrow aiming didn't feel that great without mm. it. So but yeah, it looks beautiful. Like gra gra graphically, all three of these games that I've played, GT Seven, RE Four, and Horizon Call of Mountain are the best. Some of the best visually seen in any VR game. Like you've got three AAA VR games all on one system. Um, which is why I bought it. You know, it's it's that's I bought it for the games, not for the hardware, and I'm not disappointed because of it, especially with the price I paid for it. And you know, it's yeah. it's been worth it. And as long as they as long as they bring more AAA games out like this, which I can't play on the PC, then it will pay for itself. It'll be worth will have been worth the price. Yeah, I don't know but if yeah. there's any other exclusive coming. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll see some more. But they've already got these four or five games that I want to play. So to me, it was worth at the price I paid for it. Um, yeah. And I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy now. I've sorted the comfort out, and I'm it's I'm playing it more than PC stuff at the moment. Hmm. 
Nice. Other the games, obviously. Yeah, the games. All right, well, we got to cut this like saying, one that's, short. I think that's it. Okay. All right, well, yeah, I need to go take care of my kid. So that's it for this one. Thanks for listening. Yep. Got anything else, Alex? No, we'll talk more. I can talk more about PSVR 2 and stuff later. Um, and obviously, we'll update more on UEVR as we play more games as well in the future. But there's lots to play. I think we've got lots to look forward to this year as well. Yeah. All right. See you later. See ya. Bye.